Hey everybody, my name is Brian, that is Shane, and this is the podcast. And Shane is back! Woo! Yeah! You know, I'm not sure where the fake narrative fell apart, but at some point we were like, he got arrested, then he was escaped from jail, then he was in Vegas. I don't know. That was all fun, but regardless, Shane is back, and, and it's Shane's birthday today. He is a whopping 26 years old. Whoa, yeah. It must be the beard color. Yes. And before we go any further, I actually have a little gift for you, Shane. Yes, it's here, right? No, no, you already got that. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you opened that gift. Yeah, did I was I gonna share it or something? Here? No, 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 no. I have a gift on 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 stream. Yes, I got oh. I got him lights. Oh, okay. I got him lights for his studio because uh, he's always so like either blown out or too dark. There's literally never in between for you. It's the weirdest thing. It's like there's not. It's either it's pure white or you're like you look like Osama bin Laden like plotting your next uh you know terror attack. <clears throat> yes, yes. Wait. Okay. Yeah. All right, so here's the deal. Um, yeah, you know, like, you know, because the quality is either the quality is insanely bad, or it's so mm. bright it looks like you know you're about to leap, you know, like Scott Bakula or something. Nice, I would do that. All right, so listen, uh, there is a lot to go over, but I do want to give you your your wonderful gift here. So uh, okay, <clears throat> I'm excited. Oh, uh, happy birthday, by the way. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, honey. Okay. Happy birthday. I just wanted to wish her happy birthday, but she's been so busy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Well, happy birthday, Professor. Happy birthday, my friend. Happy birthday, old man. Happy birthday, George. Happy birthday, sir. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, sir. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Shan. Birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. This is the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's my house. Happy, I'm pretty sure. Happy birth, birthday. <laughs> Oh, that was great, dude. Oh, that was fantastic. Oh, my Thank God. You. I'm pretty sure that was on, like, a something awful and a something awful post, like, a million years ago. Yeah. I have been waiting for so long to use that video. I was going to say, dude, you've been so busy. I don't know how you found the time to put that together for me, but thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate you, and I'm, I'm so glad we do this together. Yeah, they're, uh, they're <laughs> no problem, bro. Um, those people are not drunk. They are, um... Unless you're referring to us. Are you asking if we're drunk? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of this and that. Um, no, I, I think there's just awkward teenagers band at the start of YouTube, and um, uh, and they they were trying to be nice. <laughs> there is so much just outstanding cringe on YouTube. <laughs> I, I want to be clear. Some of the best cringe, I, I mean, some of the best things I've ever seen in my life. I've seen on YouTube. Do you remember yes. the Mark Twain rapper, Shane? I Yes, I do. That was fantastic. We, we played that like over and over again for like three weeks. There was a... I can't find it uh, anywhere. I love that guy. But there is a, a, 
there's a there's a a young white rap group, and they look like a bunch of like uh like like uh very rich entitled white people from like the early nineties. And there's a song called "I'm Mark Twain," and the rapper's oh. name is uh I guess he's Mark Twain. That's his rap song. His rap his rap name. And yeah, uh, I tell you what, if enough people ask for it, I'll I'll dig up that video because it's gone everywhere. But I have a copy somewhere, and I'll play it on next week's stream. That. And, uh, yes, <laughs> and it's basically like these early '90s white guys, and they're like trying to act hard. And they're like, "I'm Mark Twain. <laughs> yeah. No, my name, my no, no, my name, I'm Mark Twain." And they got like these these girls and the, like these white girls that dance like. <laughs> and it's it's like seven minutes. It's like seven full minutes of it's just a wonderful seven minutes. Wonderful, amazing cringe. Yes. I both I'm laughing and I feel bad for these people that are they got to be like forty now, right? Yeah, it's out there somewhere. Yeah, they, <clears throat> so it's my favorite is uh, Charlie bit my finger is always one of my favorites, and of course the Charlie the Uni- Unicorn cartoons were like my first YouTube loves. So those <clears throat> those are my favorites. <laughs> of course, what we do here every day. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, what we do here is is my favorite. Um, but yeah, I will find that Mark Twain uh, video. It's somewhere on my computer, I'm sure. Okay, uh, so who do we got here? Who is rocking in the free world with the podcast today? Kenneth LaRoque, my boy, Archmage, Frey, Ari, Penny, Chris. Um, am I missing anybody? And who is in the members section? We got anybody? In the oh, we got. Whoa, whoa, look, look, so, so. We got people that have both streams up at the same time. You've learned, guys. That's amazing. So they have both chats running at the same time. Because I, I, because I, I can't figure out how to combine the chats in the in the in right. the stream. I wish my computer could show both of them. I, I can only do one at a time. So uh, Penny here says that he dyed his beard, looks better with salt and pepper. Thank you, Penny. My wife says I shouldn't uh, color it anymore, but I'm like holding on. I'm 49 today, guys. So I'm like I'm holding on. You know. So we'll see. Maybe maybe next time I won't do it. Yeah, that Archmage, it is on E Bomb's world somewhere. But I also have the video and I even went through like the extra effort of like upscaling it because like my plan was to release it. I wanted to make like a whole Mark Twain like mock channel where I made where I took like clips of it of Mark Twain. I released like one minute clips of the video. I had this whole oh. idea that I just you know, there's never enough time for anything, bro. No, there's no time for fun. I mean, did I say that out loud? There's no time for like that kind of fun, you know. When every minute of editing takes like an hour and a half, you know. <laughs> Although we've been talking about playing a video game, remember? Yeah, um Yeah, so we are going to be playing uh Divinity 2. I don't know if you guys have seen this, so let me show you guys. Because if you're gamers out there and you want to join us, we might have a couple slots. Because Divinity 2 allows for um, up to four players. Yeah, so we're going to be playing uh, this game right here. Um, Not on the stream deck. We're going to be playing on a computer like a regular person. Holy cow, that looks like going to be crazy for me. Um, okay, I can do this. So basically, what it is, it's like a turn-based RPG, but um, but it's very open world. Like you can sort of go anywhere, but you don't want to go too far away from your the rest of your group. So uh, there's it's four up to four players. 
And uh, so yeah, if if anybody's out there wants to join us, we're gonna, we're gonna be doing it next uh, next Tuesday night. We're gonna and we'll probably stream it on Twitch for fun. But really, it's just a way for us to sort of decompress because we've been working our butts off lately, right, Shane? Yeah, it's been a lot of uh, oh gosh, it's been crazy. It's been really crazy. You know, we made this commitment to go to a video a week uh, on on our Prime channel, and hopefully, you guys saw the last video, which was Stargate, and the video that came out today which is an Orville, uh, renew the Orville and kind of everything that's, that's been happening and kind of what's going on and what our chances of getting renewed are and all that good stuff. So, Oh, Hey, Anima's in the chat. What's up? I want to, I want to get her on, um, on one of our streams one of these days. She is like a star, like a Star Trek encyclopedia. All right. I I was on a uh, trivia show with her. I don't remember what it was, but I was, I was asked last minute to come on this trivia show. <clears throat> and you know everyone assumes that we are just like super experts at Trek and to be fair we definitely know more than the average person um but i never re- a lot i didn't more. i like a lot more i didn't realize how 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 much i how little i knew until i played this trivia game against anima i think it was anima and she was like quoting like lines from like the TOS episodes like verbatim, like instantly, not looking it up, like instantly. <laughs> I was like, who is this person? Anyways, nice to see you here, Anima. Very cool. And Kenneth, thank you for taking one for the team and giving your age and letting me not to be the old man in the room. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Archmage phrase, the average person starts called Star Trek Star Wars and ruins my day. True that, bro. <laughs> Uh, so this is what my family does every time I'm trying to watch. I try to watch TV with them. I go, "Hey, uh, hey guys, let's watch a movie or let's watch a TV show." I got a great new show. And so when Strange New Worlds came out, I was like, "Oh, this is my opportunity! My opportunity to get my family into Trek. Get my kids. I have twin daughters, and they're they're preteens now. Get my my teen my preteen daughters into Trek. You know, like raise them right." I've been I've been I've been slacking for ten years. I, I gotta get him into Trek. And um, the problem is, my wife has poisoned the well when it comes to Star Trek because she really dislikes it. Because all she remembers is like, you know, the real deep deep cut Star Trek, DS Nine, and TNG, and and while she's watched the movies and they're okay to her, she is really sort of stuck on the the real campy star trek so uh, strange new world came i was like oh this is my chance guys i got a brand new show it's great you're gonna love it it's really fantastic and i started up dude and the second you hear the the fanfare everyone knew it was i was trying to sneak trek into their lives and like oh come on they're waiting for the sneak trek thing yeah 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 don't worry it doesn't happen in my house either yeah, well, one of these days, dude. One of these days. See, I, I see. I utilize my birthdays to basically uh, guilt everyone into watching uh, Star Trek. Well, well, that's smart. Well, that doesn't work for me. They still don't, even on my birthday. But here's what's funny: is when we were kids growing up, there was only there was like a limited number of TVs in the house. Right. So whatever your parents were watching is what you watched. Right. And I don't recall like today for whatever reason, kids. I don't want to watch that. This is why do I got to watch this? When I was growing up, it was, oh, this is what's on TV. Okay. So it's just kind of a different world now. So that's how I probably would have never liked Star Trek had my parents not liked Star Trek. So. 
That's possible. Um, I uh, I was talking to my kids yesterday, and I was blowing them away because I was like, "Listen, you know, first off, there was no streaming. Um, if we wanted to watch a movie or something, we had to go to Blockbuster. And in my house, I remember because like we, I, Shay and I grew up in separate households, and um, my house was very strict. Uh, it was like. <clears throat> ultra conservative, you know, like almost Amish in a way. Yeah, but kind like, of like a cult. If if Amish people used technology, that's that was my house. Like that was your house. I didn't have to mow the lawn with like a push mower. I can use a like a motor, uh, you know, lawnmower. But we had twelve movies. We had twelve videotapes, and movie night was us picking from one of those tapes. And the collection gradually grew over time, but for the longest time, it was like some old Disney movie. That was my option. That was it. So when I discovered uh, the internet (laughs) and and sneaking Star Trek at three in the morning on UPN, that was my my go to. So about uh, for Stargate, I don't they don't really like Stargate, but they definitely tolerate it. Your phone's ringing, Shane. Yeah, I'm getting a phone call from uh, KLOS Radio in Culver City, and I don't know why. Should I answer it? I mean, you, could, you should definitely oh, turn the, the vibration off because um, – oh, real quick, and then we're going to move on. Uh, you asked cool. a question Maybe about Stargate. Something. Do they like Stargate? Well, they don't dislike it or like it because I utilize my birthday to watch an episode of Star Trek and an episode of Stargate every year. Stargate is the one thing they don't fight me on. I always get fought on Star Trek, but Stargate, uh, they're okay with. And as uh, we are actually up to the eighth episode of the first season of SG1, I started watching it when they were like three or four years old. So every year <laughs> I, I get say, every year going? I get one episode. <clears throat> yeah, they've they've so they've bought into it, bro. Season two, man. When they're like forty five, I mean, it's going to happen. You know what's funny? Uh, Matt Smith is actually helping me out, and we're going to talk about him today because uh, I started watching the Matt Smith uh, Doctor Who's with them, and they're into it mm. because he's such a zany like YouTube character. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's flamingo for sure. Anima says she's really good at Stargate too. <laughs> Interesting. Gonna be a, we we definitely have to talk. Someone get rid of that uh, spam, please. I will. Okay. All right. So uh, let's uh, jump into it, baby. I don't know why we always get the weird, like, porn trolls. Uh, it's whoever they think they can get through, you know? Yeah. We must have the wrong settings or something, too. Should I report them? I usually do. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Farscape doesn't hold up, Archmage. Uh. I still love it because I remember it in a way that's really, um, you know, member berries. It feels good. But I actually watched uh, the first few episodes for a Salty Nerd uh, review. And I got to be honest, that show doesn't hold up, man. It's it's so cheesy. There's parts of it that are wonderful, but there are parts that are so cheesy. The Muppets... And the spitting guy, whatever his name is, it just, it doesn't hold up. It It's, as a 40-year-old 40, 40 man now, 
like it reminds me of like zany YouTube videos, and it just sort of stresses me out. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> All right, let's let's do this thing. I ordered a, a stripper for Shane, but they made a mistake, and they sent a um, uh, a male midget. And so Shane, no, no, I actually, I actually got a can of stripper for the house. It was oh, uh, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, last time I got a stripper, I put her to work. I was like, oh, hey, no, I don't need you to strip. I actually need you to clean the bathrooms. So <laughs> That's great. Okay, guys, let's um let's jump I into I love Space 99. Oh, that was a good show. We are we are going to be uh, we're doing a quickie review for She-Hulk. We are going to Super gonna be, quickie. Yeah, super quickie. We're going to be reviewing um uh House of the Dragon. I'm not sure if if we're going to do the whole up and down thing yet. Actually, I don't think we can do House of the Dragon up and down because, like, there's so much stuff I can't put on the video, so we won't do that. Uh, We're going to be talking about a community movie. Dan Harmon community movie. What's up? I was prepared for the up and down. I was prepared. It's worth the up and down. Problem is, like, there's so many things, like, like if I hit the wrong button, uh, there's going to be boobs on the screen. There is a couple scenes like that. You're right. Okay, we'll figure it out. And blood and guts, like stuff we can't show. Um, Yeah, uh, we got a delay. We got delays on Aquaman Shazam. And uh, I got to be honest, Shane's a little confused because Yahoo tricked him with a bad headline saying uh, cost concerns. That's actually not why they delayed it. And we'll get more on that later. And I wasn't confused. Oh, you weren't? No, no. See, what it was was it was just a reinforcement of how what a terrible job Warner Brothers did up until the point up until Zaslav. Oh, I see what you're saying. Huh? I thought maybe you were like, oh, they're worried about cost. That's not what it is. Well, they are right now because they've screwed up. But right, right, right. Yeah, they're writing the ship. But we'll get into that. They're fixing it. Yeah. Uh, Ar- Armin uh, Shimmerman, aka Quark. My man uh, actually has some. We got some Trek news. He's trying to come back. He's trying to pull a, pull a wharf, a Michael Dorn, and we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, it's pretty funny actually. And uh, it looks like some hyper shills are out there for Lord of the Rings: Rings of Power. And I think I'm with Maybe. you. I think I'm with you on that. It's like it's 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 too positive. It's you ever I'm, see? I'm holding my. I'm holding it till it comes out. It's not fair until it comes out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We're gonna talk about it. But you ever see those Amazon reviews where it's like, I love this yeah. product. It was <laughs> awesome. The product was really great and changed my life. Thank you, product maker. Right. Like, like all those TikTok videos mm-hmm. where the where the where it's like in some weird like very American woman voice. Yeah. You know, my husband thought I yes. should play this video game. Ha ha ha! You're like, what the? <laughs> How do I get these ads? You can't find an American to voice that for you. I mean, come on. The 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 AI voices are are creepy because like you you know they're wrong, but right. before when they were like clearly like just computer generated, it was like eh, I can, you know there's there's some charm to it. Now they're right on the verge of real to the point where you know it's fake, but it sounds sort of real, and it just makes me uncomfortable. It's like the uncanny valley of audio. It drives me nuts. Interesting, yeah. Okay, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump we're gonna jump into it. We have not seen Lower Decks yet. I'm saving that for uh, tomorrow. Um, but yeah, actually got some good cartoons to watch tonight. Uh, Lower Decks and Archer. So that's going to be my night. 
I struggle with with the cartoons, guys. To be honest with you, it's just uh, I watch the first season of Lower Decks, and I mean I watch it for context, but I don't really enjoy it. So that's I mean that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That sounds like uh, when you made me watch uh, when you made me watch Boba Fett. Like right. you I watched, watched it for context, time. but I didn't really enjoy it. Right. I, I felt felt forced into it, but it's not. I don't know. I need live action Star Trek. I don't know. I just something about it well uh so i like lower decks a lot um it's actually grown on me the same way like rick and morty grow on me and i'm not comparing the two i know a lot of people compare the two but like it's adult humor and i I like adult cartoons um Uh, i can't watch those either that makes sense in no way do i look at lower decks and go uh well q showed up on this episode so now q is uh actually you know the i it's not canon to me Right, but it is canon. That's the, the part that bothers me is it is canon, but it doesn't feel like it should be, and it's a little confusing. Yeah, but I don't care what anyone says. It's I mean, the canon. Cerritos is like 100% canon now, so it's like weird. Until the Cerritos shows up as live action in that Strange New Worlds crossover that we're going to see, right. which, by the way, that's going to happen. We're going to get a live action Lower Decks episode uh, for next season of Strange New Worlds. That's going to be cool, Everyone thinks I'm nuts when I say that. I'm like, there's going to be a crossover, and the only option is that Lower Decks is coming live action because they're using the actual actors, not the voices. Right. Well, I mean, unless they could cartoonize, cartoonize Strange New Worlds. They could do that. So if they want to go cheap, they'll cart they'll cartoon it and and bring it into Lower Decks, or they'll, you know actually put a lot i mean it's going to be a lot of work they got to create the cerritos they got to create it's going to be a lot of work to reproduce that so they, hopefully they're really committed to making live action i mean i would love to see anyways listen so until it's live action to me it's not canon and another one says oh it is canon. well i don't think any animated things and any single franchise ever is live canon. people go oh star wars or rebels and clone wars don't care don't watch them when we make when we make videos, we never consider any That's animated true. stuff. And it's not that I don't like it. It's that there's there's too much you can do in an animated universe. You, yeah. You, you, can, you yeah. can do zany, crazy things. And it, gives, it, it allows the writers, because there's no constraints, it allows the writers to do crazy stuff. Like invent Spock force, fe- force field belts and giant... Like, dude, the Star Trek animated series is insane. It's it's not bad, but like, if you tried to add all that to canon, it would be impossible. It would be impossible to sort of mind f your way through that minefield that that show would add to canon. So let's just not do it. Fair enough. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, Supernatural and Scooby Doo. Yes, I want to see that. That was a really cool uh, crossover, by the way. All right, so let's uh, let's jump into uh, She-Hulk. Ready? Oh, yeah. Okay, baby. Here we go. Let me unselect that. <clears throat> we are talking about She-Hulk, Season 1, Episode 2. And this is our quick review from the podcast because I got a bunch of stuff to say about this wonky show. I don't know if I like it or dislike it, there's parts of it that legitimately frustrate me, and I'm like, that's so unnecessary and stupid. And other parts where I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're really building the lore out for the Hulk. But ultimately, it just 
sort of uh, falls flat because there's parts that are really bother me and there's parts that are good. So I'm in this weird place with She-Hulk. How about you, Shane? Yeah, no, it's I got a I got a really interesting. I watched the first one and I'm kind of the same boat with everybody else. You could you could tell it's it's kind of an all uh, woman run show uh, because it has this kind of uh, you know typical. I would say I wouldn't say Alvin Meal. I'd say like Sex in the City, but it has this like you know She Hulk or Marvel character and then a la Lady Show, right? And and what after two episodes, what I've determined is that it's it's kind of one hundred percent a a, a lady show, uh, to the point where I my issue is is when they start turning all the men into puns, um, right. that's when I start to get an issue. Like they they really stereotype all the dudes. Yeah, they're like uh, parodies and, of men. They're like right. They're so like it's like a comic strip version of a like uh, a, a misogynistic male. Right. Or whatever types of man, not even misogynistic, even just just, you know, a jerk or, you know, just just how a group of women might see a guy. Yeah, they're very one dimensional. Yeah. And so it's hard not to give. I mean, here's the thing. I get it. You have a female protagonist. It's really hard not to give a female perspective on the character. I mean, you expect that, you know, but do the dudes have to be relegated to negative stereotypes for lady high fives? And that's kind of what it feels like. It's like making fun. It's like dude bashing kind of to, to, to do it, right? And even through the second episode, it only happened towards the beginning. And then it started to kind of flesh out into something else. Yeah. What I really would like to say is that Tatiana Mas, uh, Maslani, she's really fantastic in the role. Uh, she carries the humor. Um, and the physical comedy isn't too big for her. She's actually really good. Uh, my one big problem besides kind of the tonal issues is that it's only a 20-minute show. Uh, what, what's up with this after-school Scooby-Doo episode here for She-Hulk? Yeah, right? I, I... Okay, so can I do this? First off, Chris, uh, she can pun me. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> um, I, I've made it very clear that I have... I clearly... And I've actually learned this about myself. I clearly have a, a fetish for crane chicks. Um, okay. it, it probably started watching the original, uh, series and watching that episode with, uh, the Orion slave girls. And, uh, from there, it's just sort of, uh, you know, become a thing. And then Gamora and it just happened. So many, so many, I, I keep asking my wife to, to, to do the green paint thing. And she just looks at me like she's going to divorce me. So I can't keep pushing that. I wouldn't keep asking that. So the She-Hulk thing is good. The graphics are still out like horrible. Let's be clear. They're pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know how She-Hulk exists in the same universe as the Hulk. When you look at the graphics and like, clearly they're using like much better graphics or models for the Hulk. No, somebody had an explanation for that, and I thought it was actually pretty interesting. They said they have years and years of working on that on Hulk, where they've done many movies and all kinds of stuff, and they're still developing hers. And so maybe they used a lot of treatments from before, and they just haven't had the time to kind of do the detail work on her stuff. And I thought that was pretty reasonable. I don't know if it's true, but it was a reasonable explanation. Yeah, that's reason. Yeah, I, I got, yeah, I can see that. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've, I've come to the conclusion that I, you know, I'm sort of liking the show. I, I'm right there with you when it comes to the 20 minute after school specials. I'm, I'm confused as to why streaming services are choosing this route they're choosing this this odd structure where like like I don't mind if you don't have the typical 
hour-long format or a 30-minute format for a show, that's fine. But having one you know week where it's like 43 minutes, another week where it's like 21 minutes, like the 21-minute weeks are so cheap to me. Yeah, I think I know why it's happening. So, you know, Disney Plus or whatever streaming service, they really want you to stay a subscriber for longer. So the, the, the longer they can drag out their content, uh, the better. And I think they're just starting to figure out, well, wait a sec, we might be able to keep people around for 14 or 15 weeks, you know, um, by dragging this out and making it a little longer. Right, but it's, um, and it's, but it's not point. 15 episodes, Shane. Not yet, but they're going to get there. They're going to figure this out. And we're, we're going to start seeing series. We're going to, I bet we get back our 26 episode things with shorter each week episodes. You know what so, I mean? so let me get this right. Uh, the multi-billion dollar companies are resorting to uh, YouTube uh, tricks to keep viewers watching. Well, when you're a public company and you're trading on the stock market, if you don't return, uh, if you don't return, you know, that you made money each quarter, then your stock goes down and it affects your bottom line. So you have to show, you know, that you're making a little bit more money every quarter of the year. And uh, they have a lot of tricks in the streaming service to do that. They can extend people, make them stay longer. They can add free advertising. They can make you pay a premium service. So there's lots of things they can do. This is just one thing. 20-minute episodes. If you look at it, you know, you look at your screen, it's like 33 minutes. But, like, 11 of those minutes is nothing. Oh, yeah. They 11, have a nice take. Yeah, 11 of those minutes is like credits. And the credits are getting longer and longer. Yeah. yeah. Although that little outtake with her dad was great. Uh, you know, the fact that he, now that she's She-Hulk, he has her doing a bunch of chores around the house. Yeah, that's cool. That Why did I have to sit through like eight minutes of, of phony credits to see that? Because they're trying to trick the viewer into thinking the show's longer than it is. Again, you know. these are all, these are you, these are tricks YouTubers have been using for years to get that coveted 10, 10 and a half minutes. All right. Um, um, and we're going to talk about that. <clears throat> when we talk about the uh, the House of the Dragon too, I feel like some of these billion dollar companies are starting to encroach on like the the online commentator uh, uh, spaces and like making their own podcast and stuff like that. Like, oh, mm. we're gonna talk about that. Anyways, this episode does get a lot better when she goes to meet uh, the Abomination, and I really hope that you know this actor's name because I can't remember his name. Yes, I do. Just give me a second. I don't have it up, of course. So he's going to get that. This guy was in a show called Lie to Me, which was phenomenal. And um, I really, really enjoyed uh, that show. But I also enjoyed this version of The Abomination. I feel like all of a sudden you took this character that was very one-dimensional back in the day and you gave him a lot of dimension and it was really nice, sort of a tie, and, and tying it to um, uh, the Shang Chi movie was sort of cool too. Like, yeah, um, really, really like top tier stuff. But it was so quick and sort of bite size um, that it was hard to enjoy for very long, uh, literally and figuratively. And there was, you know, and it's also surrounded by a bunch of random like when she goes into the law firm and like all the bros are like high-fiving each other. I'm like, is that how they see us? You know? Uh, well, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, so, I mean, they're relegating, uh, they're relegating the dudes to 
you know, like you said, cartoon figures. Tim Roth. Thank you, Chris. The guy's name is yeah. Tim Roth. He's he is yeah, he's, he's awesome. a really great actor. But he's not going to be in the series, I guess. He's not listed in IMDb. It's interesting because he wasn't. Uh, you know, he played the Abomination in the original Hulk movie, which, by the way, uh, didn't have this version of the Hulk. But I guess they're just sort of like making mm-hmm. it. They're just connecting the two. Yeah, um, the Hulk is the Hulk. Yeah. Um, and you know, he wasn't very good because it wasn't uh, because the movie wasn't very good. Like the writing was sort of all over the place, and they didn't really get to do what they want to do with the character. And it looks like now, like I'm I'm we're, I'm watching Tim Roth play his character. I'm like, oh man, like that movie should have been much better. Had the studio gotten out of the way and allowed the writers and the studio and the creators to sort of do their own thing, he would have been an um, he would have been like, what an amazing villain he could have been. But yeah, there were also graphic problems and things. So you know. I love that he goes, look, like, in my mind, I was the hero. I was a soldier. I was a decorated soldier that the government sent to deal with a threat. And when I couldn't deal with the threat with conventional means, they pumped me full of, you know, this janky super soldier serum. And then I, I hulked out and I destroyed half the city or whatever. And now I'm in prison. Like, this guy, he... He's not the bad guy. Well, yeah, but then he, he's full of it because the, he was basically setting her up and then he becomes the abomination anyways, remember? Well, no, he, no, no. That was uh, old footage from Chang-Chi. Oh, it was? I thought, no, at the end of the episode, she's like, okay, great. No, yeah, yeah. So right, that that is actually, the, that's the Chang-Chi tie-in. And so um, I forgot his name, but uh, Doctor Strange's uh, partner, the... Asian yeah. wizard guy. Yeah. So he has, he's friends with the abomination and he, and they're like, they, they wait, they work together and he portals him in and out of prison to fight in these. Um, yes. So, but she's saying like, he's, but he said he's, you know, I'm saying he's lying to her. I, don't, I mean, I don't, he never said he couldn't Hulk out. He's saying that I he's, mean, he's, he's giving her the impression that those days were over. I mean, I don't know. I, I, he he can control it now, which that's that's a big deal. Like, you know, the 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 Hulk was a threat because when he turned into the Hulk, he couldn't control his actions. And on the base level, the Hulk was sort of a good guy, so he did more good than than harm. But until Smart Hulk came about and he learned how to control the the actual, you know, uh, the Hulk, you know, he was a liability. Um, the fact that Tim, the abomination can now control his abilities, that's sort of a big deal. And he's working that's with a hero. Big. He's working with a, with a Doctor Strange, you know, hero. Like, I don't know. Doesn't seem like a bad thing. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, for her right now, it's not a good thing. That's for sure. Right, right. And so um, so she gets the job, and this guy is sort of fun. This uh, this character brings her the map on the best place to poop. He's, I'm no, sure. this guy is the, is the, this is the, uh, this is the guy who's going to be the uh, what did I just call it? Um, Token love she's interest. She's the Sex in the City uh, good guy, beta male guy right. who's right. going to do whatever it takes to be the love interest right. for the female centric. And listen, I'm not trying to be chauvinistic here. I'm just saying if you're going to if you're going to have a if you're going to do the man show and you're going to have girls jump up and down on trampoline because and show their boobs, it's no different than kind of what you're doing here, which is basically saying this is a woman show and we're going to put men in this ideal place. So fine with me if you want to do it, 
but call it what it is and don't, you know, don't joke around about it. I gotta be honest. Though, I would love to hire this guy. Like I want him to be him to be my assistant. Well, yeah, that's why he's there. That's the <laughs> ideal version of what a man should be for a woman. And so therefore you have feminine tendencies, which is fine because you need to really lock into those a little bit more, bro. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you say, bud. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, real quick about the boss. I actually liked uh, the boss. I liked that mm-hmm. sort of like, I know he's supposed to be painted as like this. You he's know, very stereotypical though. He, very stereotypical. Yep. I gotta be honest. Uh, this to the point sort of down to business uh, personality. I'm digging it. I know it's supposed to be sort of a dig on that kind of person, but I like it. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, well, <laughs> maybe I'm a bad guy. I don't know. Well, no, that's your typical. I mean, that's the guy who's in charge of the Daily Bugle. That's the. I mean, this is this is all of your, you know, white dude in charge or whatever you want to call it. Standard procedure. Yeah, you, you know, matter of fact, this is what you need to do. But also giving the opportunity. It's because of him she's getting the opportunity to do this, and it's going to end up turning out well for her in the end. Right. And uh, fast forwarding this, this meeting with Tim Roth is great. Um, there's a moment where she speaks to her cousin, the Hulk, and. Every time I see the Hulk, I'm like, Jesus, the graphics are night and day. It's like PS2 graphics versus PS4 graphics. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and he basically tells her to go for it. Uh, that thing where she, that she does where she talks over people when they're trying to answer her, that is actually hyper annoying. I know it's part of her character, but it's very annoying to me. A lot of people do that, unfortunately. And I thought it was kind of nice because they actually showed... Um, they actually showed him being kind of the mentor to her in this situation. Like he slowed her down. He's like, you know, everything's cool. You know, he kind of helped her out, which, which is something that they may not have done. They're giving Hulk his, his due here. You know, he's the, he's the guy who's been around for a while. She's the new newbie. And uh, it turns out that he's on a spaceship heading somewhere. He said he he has errands to run. And uh, there's something that they did here that I really like. They had that hint of Avengers music play right, right there. It was like, da, 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 da. it was. Very, I like when you cleverly use the you know correct themes. And to be honest, uh, Star Wars, the people that do Star Wars shows, can you please uh, uh, take a note? Take take note here because yeah, you're killing me. You're killing me. Either you make garbage television that infuriates me, or you make really good TV. Where I know that just using the right music would make this, you know, a masterpiece and you just refuse to do so and it drives me nuts. Please, 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 please start using music, real music. And take note from these, <laughs> from these, uh, you know, J- J- the JV team over here making She-Hulk. Yes, Chris Lastoff, that's Secret Wars. He's heading over to Secret Wars, which is cool. Nice. Well, I think um, that pretty much wraps that up. What else you got? And that's it. Yeah. And by the way, Secret Wars is actually going to be, it's going to be the next sort of big thing um, for Marvel. And I actually think that perhaps, um, let me just jump out of this. I actually think that perhaps um, Secret Wars might be Marvel's last chance to, chance to sort of like crawl back to their peak of Avengers uh, Endgame um, if they do it right <clears throat> if they do it right they legitimately it could be like a spiritual successor to Endgame and have the same hype but if they 
if they do Secret Wars and they bring in all these like sort of secondary like unimportant characters, that it'll be the it'll be the last thing that Marvel ever does that that just makes a billion dollars. I guarantee. I think you it's that. over. I, I think it's over already. I don't. I don't. I think it's done. I don't think they can. I, I think they've know, gone Secret too Wars, far. Secret, like I said, I think Secret Wars is their last chance to make a billion dollar franchise. Yeah, I just think it's gone. So I mean, they might be able to figure, you know, solve it, but they're going to go through this little situation where they got to go through this bad time until they figure out, oh crap, this didn't work, and then you fix it. Oh, you mean like you know, so you know, like killing off all the characters everyone likes and replacing them with younger, crappier versions uh, yes. with with random. Um, Gender swaps and race swaps for no reason, like yes, literally exactly. just to appease a tiny little percentage of Twitter. You think that's yes. that might be a bad idea? Hmm, interesting. It's no, I don't. That's a bad idea. Oh yes, that is a bad idea. Yes. You know, it's crazy. It's like we've. I talked about this with ping pong flicks, but I feel like there is fifty people working on a project. And no, I'm sorry, it was Mexican Iron Man. Fifty people working on a project. And well, that's a hilarious name, by the way. It's like ping pong flicks, Mexican Iron Man. It's like, you know, it just kind of keeps going. It's pretty- by the way, I would love to see a show with those two. I got to talk to him about that because, like, they are they are way more suited together than me with one of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like, like you and I are really suited together. I feel like those two would, be, would, would do an amazing show together. Anyways, um, I talked to him. Like, you know, there'll be 50 people in a writing room at Marvel or Disney or Star Wars or whatever. And the problem is... They all want to sort of please the boss, and the boss is trying to trying to please this sort of uh, uh, this number, this social justice number that allows them to get more funding. And so, if they please the blue hairs on Twitter, the blue check marks, then they then their number goes up. They can get some more funding from BlackRock or whatever. And so, a lot of the writers in there they don't want to stand out and make the mistake of doing something that fails. So they just sort of, everyone's a yes man right now. Like a lot of people in Hollywood are just yes man. They go, the, the big, the really great stuff that's being made are being made by bold individuals, right? That are able to control all these minions that refuse to stand out. And if you think about it, a lot of the big stuff being made, that's still good. That's bold. Like Top Gun Maverick, right? That, yeah, these are, this is old Hollywood guys making this. Name one one new thing like coming from like the new uh, millennial Hollywood that is on that grand epic scale. No, I mean like Mandalorian is old Hollywood. It's swingers, right? It's yeah, you know, um, all the best stuff right now. Like even the DC stuff coming out. Like James uh, the Aquaman series with um uh, Justin Lin. Like th- this is these are old Hollywood guys. That they just sort of control every aspect of that per project they're working on at that time, and that's why it can be good because they're not. There's no yes. So I, it, you know, they are willing to be bold, but a lot of these writers and a lot of these young guys are not willing to be bold anymore, and so they just sort of go along with you know whatever uh, narrative that Twitter is trying to push at the time. You know, it's it's. It's not a money-making venture. It's a money-losing venture, and I think you're right. They're going to go through this time where they figure out, well, this loses a lot of money. We got to, we got to reverse that and sort of go back to a traditional way of making uh, movies and, and TV shows. And I guess we've gone through this technically before, right? 
We have. Yeah, we, we always do. I mean, slow change is the, is the secret. So note to all you guys, all studio heads and everybody out there, if you see that us old people are starting to grow old and die, and the way that we feel about things are slowly starting to die off, and the younger generation is starting to put their thoughts and feelings into the way things, and culture slowly changes, I got a suggestion for you. Slowly change with it. Slowly change with culture. Gradually bring in the things that are changing, because guess what? Last time I checked... We're still paying for everything. Yeah, why are I'm they trying right to? Now, it's like they're my, trying to push my, it forward. My pocketbook is still paying. My kids ain't paying nothing yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm still paying for everything at the movies. I'm still buying all the f- action figures. I'm still buying everything. Okay. And today I'm 49 years old. So you better start catering to me because I'm the one paying for stuff. Yeah. And then go slow. Go slow. If you want yeah. to add and introduce things at the next generation, because in 20 years, you're right. Some other jerk is going to be paying for stuff. It won't be me. And maybe you need to think about what they're thinking about. But you're going too fast. And this is the problem we have. And you're screwing up everything that we're doing. Yeah. We need change. Slow it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you trying to push the, the culture shift? Like, yes. why don't you just flow with it? You you, sh- you know, it, like, you need to be riding the wave, not attempting to push it forward. Not creating the wave. Yeah, not creating yeah. the wave. Yeah, what are you doing? Just ride it. Just ride it, man. I like what you said. Like, I'm still paying for stuff, yo. My ten-year-olds ain't paying for it. Like I don't, I, I don't care if they like Miss Marvel. You know, right. I got, I got my twenty-three-year-old is just starting to get it out there in the world. I got a twenty-one-year-old and an eighteen. We're still paying for this stuff, right? Okay, so yeah, yeah. So stop pissing us off. Yeah, <laughs> stop it. Come on, stick to the good stuff. All right, listen. Uh, hit, I forgot. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you're not subscribed. Apparently, 90% of you are not. And hit that comment section. Let us know what you guys think about She Yeah, we really would appreciate the subscribes. It's pain in the butt. It's 90. Yeah. It's 90%. It's like, it's crazy. I think it's more than that, honestly. Really? I, I, last time yeah, I checked, I, I, it, was, it was 90%. Well, 17 million views and 100,000 subscribers. No, no. Well, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, so on that channel. I was talking about. Yeah. I was talking about the channel they're currently watching this on. Oh, we have fourteen hundred subscribers, and I'm like, uh, do you want to know how many views? I mean, like, it's not good. <laughs> it's even it's worse. Not, it's not, it is even worse. Let's get into the uh, game of dragons and House of Thrones. Uh, yeah, thank <laughs> you, thank you. So, you do want to do the upvote downvote thing? I don't care if you don't want to do it. We don't. But here's the thing: is I think our fans are used to it. They want to know if something is good or bad. So if we don't do it this week, we absolutely have to do it next week. Uh, okay, let's oh, do it next. Right? Let's do it next week so that I can actually. So I have to pre-prepare that. I, mean, I can no. probably. I can probably you know run Dude, through. Dude, we it know now. when the scenes are coming up. You can know when to like skip. It's not right? that though. Like I still have to actually pre-prepare that. I'm not prepared oh, for that. I see what you're saying. Let's do it next week. It's not just fast forwarding. Yeah. So let's do the regular, let's do a regular review and next week we'll do up and downs. All right. I'm still going to like mention some ups and downs. Okay. Even if we don't count. That's, that's fine. Can I just say, I don't like this. I would have downvoted this, you know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go, man. Um, Okay. Oh, look at Mexican Iron Man. Like, he took charge in the chat. He's like, rawr, rawr. Talk about dragon titties. <laughs> we are All talking right. about House of Dragons and Game of Thrones. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
We're talking about uh, House of uh, How was it House of Thrones and Game of Dragons. Game of Dragons. I've already done that a couple times. Thank or, you. Or 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 like we or like what it's actually called, uh, House of Dragons. And episode one dropped, and boy, boy, were we blown away. You know, all those interesting articles where it's like, is Game of Thrones past its prime? You know, oh, they're making a PG version of Game of Thrones, blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you something. All those things, everything everyone said is completely false. That's not, this is Game of Thrones. And, um... Yeah, at least a little the, more Game of Thrones than Game of Thrones. It almost is more Game of Thrones than Game of Thrones. And the first episode, at least the first episode, is like a masterclass on how to make a prequel. Because my God, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it right now. Can I do a little setup before we go into it? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so House of the Dragon is set 172 years before the birth of Daenerys. 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 Targaryen. Daenerys. Daenerys. There's 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 a lot of these names in here for the Targaryens. Okay, so but Dana- Daenerys is the easiest one. Daenerys, yeah, Danny Targaryen. Danny is what I want to use. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, okay, so this uh, this show it portrays the beginning of the end of House Targaryen, uh, the events leading up to and covering the Targaryen War of Succession, known as the Dance of Dragons. If you're a fan of the books, so it's important to note here. Dances with Dragons, featuring Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, uh, oh my god, I forgot his name. The guy from Dance, like, with, Dance with Wolves. Like Dances with Wolves? Okay. Um, so it says here that uh, during old King Jahiri's Targaryen's reign, uh, tragedies took uh, his son's lives, leaving the succession undecided. And this is going into this episode, the, going into the show, this is what it's about. Uh, a great council convenes to choose Westeros' future ruler, uh, Westerosi law gives a male heir preference over a female, regardless of birth order. So Jaehaerys' grandson, Prince Viserys, is chosen rather than Viserys' older cousin, Princess Rhaenys uh, uh, Targaryen. Rhaenys? Nine years. Rhaenys. 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 There's a, there's a couple of them like that. Rhaenys, I think is her name. Nine years into King Viserys' uh, the first reign, the Triarchy, an alliance formed by the free cities of Essos threatens the kingdom by wanting to seize the Stepstones region. So Viserys must also restrain his brother Damon's brutality. Of course, that's Matt Smith. Uh, he's now the City Watch commander in King's Landing. Meanwhile, Queen Ama is about to give birth. Uh, Viserys is convinced that it's a boy. Um, and uh, he, because he's so certain of it, he holds a tournament to celebrate. Now, during that event, the Dornish Knight... Uh, Sir Kristen Cole defeats Damon in competition while Queen Emma and her son die in childbirth. We're going to go through that, and it was brutal. The Hand of the King, Sir Otto Hightower, that name sounds should sound familiar to fans of Game of Thrones, proposes that Viserys' only living child, the young princess Rhaenyra, uh, be named heir to the, to the Iron Throne. After a dispute with Damon, Viserys proclaims her as the next ruler. So that's kind of the, the little short synopsis. That was not short. But it's the synopsis. Okay. But you said short synopsis. <clears throat> okay, I'm sorry. All right, it's not your but fault. It, it, now everybody knows we're at. We don't have to do that every week. That was for the whole show. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so. All right, yeah. so listen. Uh, you just, you heard that. There's a setup, right? That's what we're, that's yeah. what we're doing. That's, that's what's going on right now. So here we are, the very first episode. And uh, it opens with this at... at 
advertisement. <laughs> listen to the official audio companion podcast. Listen, listen, stop. This is our territory, okay? Get out. Get, get out. Get out. Get out. Go away, HBO. You you get, can't have a, no no to these official paid podcast. Knock it off. Mm-hmm. Not the ready room. Knock it off. Look at well, this. You know, and, There's only one yeah, thing yeah. I like about this is so far clearly the fans are so much better at these companion you know shows than than the actual studios. Well, yeah, because we're going to tell the truth regardless of how well or well it didn't do. But when you watched Will Wheaton on, the, did he say anything negative about Star Trek? No, no, no. It was all yeah. It was all just gassing up the actors yeah. or whatever. Okay, Feel free to watch the girls if you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, go ahead. But like, yeah, they are, they are shills by definition. <laughs> Literally, yeah. All right. So uh, opening in this first scene was actually. Uh, I remember, so I tried to read the books, and I ended up doing the audiobook thing because reading the books was just so cumbersome. So I got through the first audiobook, and I remember, I remember thinking about what the grand hall like should look like, and in my mind, this is what I saw. This is a much better version than what we got in Game of Thrones. Yeah, this is Heron Hall, and if you remember from Heron Hall from Game of Thrones, it was it was uh, destroyed, and it was kind of like a it was haunted, remember? Right. So this is where they're at. It's and it's of course it's a couple hundred years almost earlier, and it's still been destroyed because one of the dragons previously burnt it down. Uh, so it's still in disarray, but it is definitely uh, less disarray than the one in Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's the problem with having dragons, guys. Okay, uh, dragons like to burn things down. Yeah, do. it's like a side effect. So can I? Uh, can I just start off? With the ob- you know, let, me, let me start off with uh, a question that is probably going to remove some of the viewers here. How, what? how is there an African-American Valerian? Who cares? Uh, I do, because, because reading the books, or listening to the audiobooks, pale, violent eyes, white hair. How does this work in lore? I don't have a problem with diversity, but like, well, this, I mean, there's only there's only one guy. No, so there's like there three of them. Well, I only saw, did you see more than one? Yeah, it, it's it's actually glaring because it doesn't make sense can, canonically. It 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 it, it, it breaks yeah. it for me. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense? So well, I, let me just let me let me let me surprise you and break your heart here for a second, okay? Unfortunately, none of these TV shows follow the books. So whether you're watching this show or you're watching Ring of you know Rings of Power. Or you're watching the Dark Tower series, uh, race and nationality that whatever the writer considered is not going to hold up in these TV shows. So you just got to kind of accept that it's going to be that way because it's never going to be the other way. Well, it also doesn't make any sense genetically. Like, so their their descendants would. I mean, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. But okay, um, you can you know you can check boxes and still make sense, guys. Just so you know, just. All the writers out there writing these TV shows. If you ever hear this. It is the first episode, so who knows? Maybe there's an explanation coming. You can check the boxes and still make it make sense. That is what writers are... are, are that's what storytellers do. So, just well, so you maybe, know. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, but maybe it's coming. You know, I like to... My, my problem and the reason why we don't... We're considered nice guys and not mean guys is because we tend to try to give people the benefit of the doubt for a bit. And so, for right now, I just want to say, perhaps they'll explain it to us. 
Okay, that's fair. Um, uh, uh, Mexican Iron Man says, uh, why is there not a Mexican Valerian? I mean, who built and repaired and did the maintenance for all those huge castles? Just saying. <laughs> hey, listen, that's who's listen. I, I don't want to, I don't want to say anymore. I want to get myself in trouble. You started it, Mexican Iron Man. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that like you just tongue tied Shane. He's like, hey, listen, um, I've got uh, like three hey, puns off of that. I can't say anything. Hey, now I don't, um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got so many jokes never mind okay all right so um by the way archmage uh yeah i don't i don't really care i didn't care about game of thrones until um honestly until i started listening to the audiobooks um and i i, I hate to do this it's like i know it's a typical stupid thing but like the books are better and I, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy, because I always no. make fun of people that say that. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, your books are better than you have to read with your eyes. I get it. <laughs> they have to read with your. I mean, I get it because, like, a lot. I mean, listen, a, a, a good TV show or movie that is based on a book could be better. Like, it could be the imagination of the creator could be better. And I liked Game of Thrones, but to be honest, I watched Game of Thrones when it first came out for three reasons. My wife wanted to watch it. It wasn't a soapy, soapy, you know, drama or something that she's typically used to. And dragons. You thought I was going to say something yeah. else. I know. I knew. You you said it in my mind because you've said it before. Yes. Um, yes. There was, you know, it was, there was violence and comedy and nudity and dragons and boobs and more dragons. And my wife wanted to watch it. And I was like, okay, cool. But when I, when I picked up that first audio book. And I was listening to it when I was working. I was like, oh, man, this is actually really well done. Like, this is a world that they're crafting. And there's yeah. so much more detail in in the books. Um, and that's when it became more interesting to me. Um, and that's probably why when they announced House of Drowse of Dragon, I was like, well, this might be the only prequel I actually care about. Now, if this first episode wasn't as strong as it was, this would be a completely different. Like, my my entire demeanor would be completely different because I... I despise prequels. So, like, if you're a little bit off for me, like, and you give me a little bit of salt to play with, I'm going to go nuts. But this episode was was very salt-free for me, except for a couple sort of weird things that didn't make any sense. I, I really liked the entire the entire episode. I love this, too. It says 172 years. Be- they, they made it bold. 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen. Really cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um... Yeah, they really paid homage to Game of Thrones here. Like it wasn't like just fan service. Like they are they want the audience to understand that this is a Game of Thrones show. This is not like their version of Game of Thrones. You know, you know, it's not like when we talk about Star Trek. It's not like their version of Star Trek or their version of Game of Thrones. Like this is like this is adding to existing Game of Thrones. And it's, it's very good. What do you think about this dragon? It's all good. I mean, no, the dragons were great. The, the graphics were fantastic, uh, realistic. The one thing about Game of Thrones that was always tough was you just wanted more dragons. And you didn't get it till much later in the show. And now we're getting it straight up. The, the, the and We're going to see lots of dragons. I mean, I think there's like 20 dragons we're going to see or something like that. So many dragons. Hot, sexy dragons. 
I didn't go that far. They are hot. They blow hot air. They're yeah. so hot and so sexy. I just want to see how far, how much of a character they're going to play. Because I heard somebody talking about the fact that they thought in this scene right there, stop, that that dragon is looking at that high tower girl and doesn't trust her. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting because they didn't show that in the show. But if they play that forward where the dragons actually become like a character, then that will be interesting. Um, I don't think that's what the showrunners were trying to do here in the scene because it's blurred out and you can't yeah. like, I guess technically it looks in like the general direction, but I just thought it was an interesting take um, yeah. on it, you know, because the relationship between the Targaryens and the dragons, as we'll learn, uh, you know, is, is not, is, is really a, char- a charade. They don't really have control over the dragons. Like people think they don't have the power you know, as Viserys will explain in the show. Yes, which I actually love that. Like, you know, people think that we control the dragons. They couldn't be farther from the truth. Like, it, it is a... I think the, the dragons uh, love the Targaryens. That's why they're there. Yes, that's it. They're tied to them. Yeah, they don't have to be there in no way. They listen to the Targaryens because they want to. Like, the yeah, second like, they don't want to, it's a completely different story. And that's why that's why the they wrecked the hall and the, the <laughs> that's why they don't listen all the time. It's like room. your dog, you know? yeah. Your dog tears up the carpet, you know, because it's upset with you. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, all this. So we get this first scene. Yeah. All so the, the visuals yeah, are really cool. stunning. It's really great. You got this this initial scene where. How far in did you go here? Did you already do the Jaharis making his decision for King Viserys? You're asking me about someone's name? I, there's no way for me to tell you if that, if that already happened or not. It looks like it because this is Viserys' daughter growing up a little bit. So Viserys is already king here. Now we're going into kind of the backstory about Viserys and his family. Uh, this is the husband of the uh, the cousin who, who King Jaharis did not make queen because she was a girl. She's been skipped over a couple of times, right? She was skipped over once. I mean, well, I mean, she wasn't picked when Viserys was picked. Mm. So then that's her husband. Okay. I, I Yeah, so we got to figure out. I mean, so the relationship is, is are all Targaryens married to each other? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So is he a blood Targaryen? I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah, is, is he a blood he Targaryen? Targaryen? That's he, right. Yeah, so when you said that, I was unclear yeah he, he has white hair right but that doesn't necessarily mean he's got he's a blood targaryen right? yeah, i don't know i don't know see that yeah so that, i mean that, yeah. that question even coming up though wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a question if you just moved an actor to another character that's that that's the problem like i, I i'm not right ra- there's no racism here it's more like we're asking a question that doesn't have there has, doesn't have to be a question here we shouldn't we even be concerned with how he fits in because it, it shouldn't well, no, I mean, I actually have that question for all of them. I mean, Queen M, I'm not sure because there is this this scene in here where Damon uh, is with a prostitute and like they're like set up like someone with white hair so that they look like a Targaryen. Like he can't literally do the deed unless it's like somebody who looks like like this little princess here. So there's my thought process is do all these Targaryens, you know, are they... You know what's the relationship here? Do they end up marrying their offspring? You know what I'm saying? I think I think they're really into um, uh, like 
like like like the old royal families like there's a lot of yeah cousins and yeah a lot of a lot of incest going on i think right right that's that's what i was thinking. and i think it's normal to them which makes sense because in game of thrones when daenerys learns that Jon snow is like her half brother she's like i'm cool with that <laughs> right so but you didn't have a lot of that most of the other people who married each other besides you know jamie and and cersei or you know they didn't marry each other, but most of the people who were together were not of relation. So, dude, this this shot with Matt Smith's character Damon that on, great? on the throne—that's a cool shot. Like I want to put that on a poster. That's rad, man. Guys, just so you know, Matt Damon or Matt Damon, Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Matt Smith was fantastic here, and you know it's funny. Uh, we have Matt Kadish in the in the in the chat here, and he I tweeted out something that was like, "Is this not the role that that he was made for?" And then Matt brought up uh, Matt Kadish. That movie Matt Kadish came out brought up the movie that came out recently, Morbius. With, um, Morbius. It's and I went, Morbin oh, time. He was actually really really uh, scary in that movie too. So yeah, uh, Matt Smith's got some acting chops, bro. Morbius was a horrible film, right? But he was great in it. Yeah, he was actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, intermarriage, uh, Kenneth says intermarriage would explain why they go crazy. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it would. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we're just going to explore it. So maybe I guess we just, yeah. That, although that, that was actually a big, um, criticism for me with, uh, in Game of Thrones because like Daenerys went from like being like this hero figure to being a villain on a dime. Like there was no gradual transition. It was just like, Hello, I am good, savior of all. Kill everyone. You're like, whoa. <laughs> well, you listen, we got some grooming going on here. You see this, right? Yeah, this is grooming, clearly. For sure. You are beautiful. You are so beautiful. Yeah, some serious grooming going on. Would you on. like me to give you a milk bath? <laughs> okay, he didn't say that, but okay. <laughs> I will give you a milk bath and I will rub your feet. Okay. All right. With we need to my nipples. <laughs> I'm getting uncomfortable. Move on. <laughs> the visuals here are fantastic. The brunette is she's not she's not Valerian, right? What is she? She's the Hightower. Oh, she's Hightower. That's right. Yeah, she's the Hand's daughter. Right. Yeah. Hand. Uh, Hand is sus, right? He's more like a. No, no. He's like I want. He wants to protect. He wants to protect the kingdom. Oh, Damon's I see. The scary one. I don't know. I, I think I think I like Damon. I mean, I like him, but he's he's going to rule with, you know, he's going to rule with fear, man. His his brother is a little bit of a puss, though. Well, that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, cool. Let's just get past all this stuff here. Let's get, boom. Okay, this is a good scene. So it, the king's wife is pregnant. She takes a lot of baths, and the um. What are they called? The Mastros? Master Maesters? The Maesters. The Maesters the Maesters said that you know her bath can't be that hot. I thought that was sort of funny because like I know in the books they don't have like the fire superpowers that um yeah. that they gave Daenerys. But in the show, which is what this is based on, the Targaryens are technically like fireproof, right? I'm not sure. I remember they, that was the, what it was in, in the other episode. I'm not sure if it goes back. They, like he said, it's a charade. So they're not really, they don't really have the power of the dragons. And, you know, as we all know today, pregnant women don't go into hot tubs, you know, so it just probably made sense. Yeah, but 
in Game of Thrones, Daenerys came out of the flame. It burned her clothes off and everything, and the dragons are born. Like, that happened. Oh, I feel you, man. But in this show, right here, Viserys is talking about how it's an illusion. Oh. They don't really have the power of the dragons. So it's an illusion, but not for Daenerys? I don't know. Maybe that was a special situation. She Maybe it was... I can't recall if it was, you know... The blood magic or something? Some sort, you know, um... I thought maybe it was the witch's blood magic, or possibly, yeah. I don't. We don't know the circumstances. All we know is the legend of the Targaryens, but we, what they're showing us in the prequel is that that's not necessarily the case, right? Um, so uh, the king does have um, does have a wound on his back. Apparently, that was cut. It was a cut from the the, the throne. So he keeps cutting himself on the he throne. Did that, yeah. But it doesn't heal, and it's it's supposed to be symbolism oh, for see that right there. We just got demonetized. All right, I got you know I got I got to skip through all all of this. I didn't is, even see it. All of this is too gnarly uh, for YouTube. So so well, this I'm gonna stop right here. The- yeah, let's stop right here and explain what's going on. Um, yeah. Damon, uh, by the way, the Kingsguard looks fantastic. I love the the uniform; looks great. Um, and they're going to go and deal with all these sinners in King's Landing, and they just go ham, bro. Like, they're like, yo, rape that one, cut that one's hands off. Well, not rape it. They're, he's saying rapist, murderer. They were enforcing the law. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, and they just went ham. Like, they filled up, like, carts of body parts, and I'm going to skip past all of it because, like, I don't want to get demonetized, but it was gnarly. Um and that yeah. right there, twenty-two minutes in, I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's right. This is Game of Thrones." Yes, like that was the first. Yeah, for just a minute, for just a minute, I was I thought I was watching something different, and yeah. then I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh, okay, this is Game of Thrones. Hell yeah, we're back, baby. Really good." Chris says uh, Targaryens are not fire resistant. Only Danny. How does that make any sense, man? Right. Like I said, she might be like a prophecy or, you know, the Dragon Reborn, remember, you know, or no, that's different. That's the little time. Never mind. Too many fantasy shows out there. Yeah. Um, I do like this because the hand was like uh, talking, uh, talking a little trash. And then Damon just like, I'm sorry, what you were saying? What, bro? I don't right. know, man. I love this guy's character. I know he's supposed to be a bad guy, but <clears throat> my kind of bad guy. Well, he's not that he's a bad guy. He's that's not it. He's just different. Um and like he tell you learn later on in the show, he says, I would, you know, you should have made me the hand. I would have protected you. Right. Right. Which means he would have made him strong because he said he was weak. But Reese Ifans, who plays Otto Hightower here, he's an actor we've seen in a lot of stuff, you know, throughout the years. One of my favorite roles that this guy's in is uh, uh, The Replacements. The Replacements. Yes. Yeah, he was a kicker. Remember? Oh, he was great. That guy was like was comedy gold, man. Terrorist, right? Yeah. Um, so he's actually really great in this role. He plays a good hand. Yeah. Uh, but he's also fearful of, uh, you know, Damon. he's not ready for the level of game of Thrones. He's not ready for game of Thrones. He's not, he's not ready to play the game of yeah. Thrones. <laughs> yes. Now Damon's all in, dude. He's ready to go. Right. They've tried to like marry him off to the, to, uh, to yeah. the lady of, uh, he kept talking about his ugly wife or something. I thought that was hilarious. Right. So, you know, it's like they, you keep trying to get rid of him because he's he's uh, 
he's strong, you know, and if he becomes into power, it's going to be like, you know, the, this little council won't have any power or control over. over That's the team, true. So. Yeah. Chris says, uh, yeah, Danny's brother died from melted gold. So yeah, I guess it was specific to Danny. And we got a super chat from Orville nation. We will get a season for the Orville one way or, the, or another. Sorry, I know we'll, you guys we'll about that right this. are on the topic. Yeah, yeah. We'll actually talk about this just after this, guys. We'll go and I want to talk a little bit about it, but it'll be pretty short this week. Yeah, we just released a video this morning, and we're gonna we're gonna touch on that after the, after the game of the, thank the, you for that, PJ. After the uh, game of dragons <laughs> review, after the House of Thrones, House of Thrones it. review. <laughs> yes, thank you, PJ. We appreciate. Ah, that see so that much. again. Ah, stop. Ah. Well, Jeez. I mean, you know what's happening. Get forward. I don't remember. I don't remember it. I don't have an eidetic memory. All but right. You're, you're doing the preview at the bottom, so you can kind of see. No, it. I wasn't seeing that. Whatever, bro. This is what okay. we got set up. All right. So this was actually pretty cool. Um, so they had this interesting moment where they where she tells uh, uh, the queen is telling the princess that, like, the way they fight battles is different. Like, they fight battles is like 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 a childbirth or whatever. And then this scene where during the games where like they're killing each other is sort of interwoven with her yeah. in childbirth. I thought that was really clever. So well done. So clever. Going back and forth, forwarding the entire story but keeping it interesting while giving us a break because let's be honest, we were all a little bit like look watching it kind of like this cuz it was like so so freaky when she's giving birth and yeah. they're getting Thanks, ready PJ. to take the baby. Yeah. They have to take the baby out because they're going to lose both, right? Oh. And King Viserys wants his son. And uh, so he gives them permission to basically kill her to remove the baby. Yeah, and, and, when, she, and when she figures out what they're going to do, oh my God, that was heartbreaking. It was. well, And she wasn't even certain. Like Part of her, you could tell, like wanted to trust what was happening, but she was terrified. And he's like, you know, stay calm, stay calm. The whole time he knows she's about to be killed. I mean, it was just incredible. And they used a uh, a fake uh, pregnant suit full of blood. Okay, and the way they did it was is they had the way they had to insert it and do things to make the blood run as if it looked natural. They planned all this thing out. It was really just fantastically done. Yeah, and also, I was extremely uncomfortable the entire time. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, and and the the court, the uh, the the tournament going on outside was extraordinarily violent, and I was like, man, you know, some of these guys are going to die in this tournament, and I'm like, what what's it like killing off all of your great warriors? What happens if you have a big war? <laughs> You're killing off these guys are killing each other in this tournament. You know, some of them were being, you know, some dude's head got smashed. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I love how he picks the uh, the hand of the king's son too. Like he's like, come at me, bro. I don't know. I, yeah, well, it's after the you know what he did in council. It's you know it's against the hand of the king. So. Yeah, yeah. Damon, I like the Damon character is fantastic. All right, so we're gonna skip ahead a little bit. Um, we're gonna skip to uh, okay. Or no, actually, back up a little bit. So where's that scene where he's in the bar, his son, the, the, and and he does a speech where he says like, um, you really want to show that. No, I don't want to show it, but I want to. I want to address it. Okay. So he he does the he does the speech where he says that like he was heir for a, a day or something like that. Yeah. So we need to say that the the child was born d- died. Right. So it was alive for about a minute. 
and then and then the child died with the mother. So right. then then Damon. Now this is very interesting because in that scene, uh, he looks reluctant. He actually looks crestfallen. He looks disappointed. He looks yeah. He was sad. upset. Yeah, he was sad. Yeah. He, he even He's said bothered. like we all grieve in our own way. Like he was not happy that his right. nephew died. Right. Right, but he was goaded mm. into saying something by his man, the the golden cloak leader. Mm-hmm. He was goaded into it, so he came out and he played the role of, you know, uh, bad guy or whatever you want to be, whatever you say. And he said something pretty terrible, which was, you know, he was heir for a day or heir for an hour or minute, whatever. It was. Right. And uh, it got back to the king, and whoo, and that's not good because oh, it got back it, on purpose, though. Like I think that. Work. I think that was planned. I don't think that was. Um, I think they wanted think the they wanted the drunk Damon to say something that'd be offensive. I'm not sure. Well, the gold cloak is is loyal to this guy, and they haven't showed any little fingering yet. I mean, I guess it's possible, but it, it, they also said there were like two or three witnesses that heard it. Now he said it in a large public gathering, so it doesn't have to be that it was set up. That's true. You know. Um. Yeah. So the king's angry, obviously. Um. And he's going to pull... So he was going to make Damon the king. He was going to make him the heir. And now it's not happening. And... Uh, but like, I wanted to address it because the way he said it, he goes, like, we all grieve our own way. Like, I don't... I don't... I think that... I don't know if Damon is a bad guy. I think he's a multi-layered character with extremely violent right. tendencies. I think he loves his yeah. brother, though. I really do. I think he loves his brother. I don't think he's trying to kill his brother. He does love his brother. And uh, the, the council you know, fears him. And so they put it in the King's heart that, look, your brother is going to destroy this thing. And your brother wants to be, uh, wants to, is going to kill you basically. And the King is weak. And so he's kind of like, do I believe this? Do I not believe this? And so when Damon says that thing about the heir, and it seems as if he's relishing in the fact that he is now the heir again, it lends, it lends credence to what the council was saying, what the hand was saying. And now the King is, is, doesn't trust him. Right. So, and that's what's going to make his daughter the heir. Right. And that's, and that's basically the last scene is, um, his daughter becomes the heir, right? Yeah. And moving forward, we're going to be looking at this character as an adult and that, and that, uh, as we go throughout this entire thing, it will be the adult character, uh, played by, uh, Emma D'Arcy. So there's going to be a time Uh, jump when? It's going to happen next episode. I'm certain. Oh, really? Okay. That's good. Because... I don't know if I want to watch an entire series with 12-year-old Queen. No, you're not. Yeah, because this is going to be played out with an adult version. Okay, so that's good. That's good. Okay, that's good. I was worried about that going forward. I was like, ah, she's going to become this main character, and I don't really want to watch. I don't want to right. watch. Right, no, we're getting... We're getting a grown-up version, and that, and we're get, that means we're getting... Because if you notice, Matt Smith is very de-aged. He looks like a young version of himself. Oh, and man. I think we're going to get a more properly aged Matt Smith. Oh, was he de-aged? I guess so. I think I don't that, know if he, I just think Matt Smith's a weird looking dude. I mean, it was either great makeup or they did something. Probably great makeup. Um, but he did look young. And if when he sat next to the king, you could see him like that looks like a younger version of that's definitely his younger brother and younger version of what Matt Smith typically looks like. Oh, so the king's probably not going to be around anymore. He's probably not. I'm not going to be next episode. Yeah, this will be. Yeah, she's going to be. She is going to be queen. I see. Yeah, and you it's know, going to be about. It's going to be about uh, um, Prince Damon trying to. You know, it's going to be a, the war of the of the Targaryens. He's going to be trying to take take her. It's awesome because um, 
you know, this is sort of what we were promised for a long time in Game of Thrones. Like, eventually Daenerys is going to get the throne, and that's going to be what the story's going to be about, but this shouldn't, that never happened. So we're, we're sort of getting to see something like that. You know, acting even crazier. But what I was going to say was, I think he's a weird-looking dude. Like, if you look at the pictures, like, he has, like... He's always been, yeah. Like, he can play an alien no problem, and I would believe yeah. it in a second. Because he has, like, very interesting sort of, like, enhanced features. It's very odd. You know what he looks like? He looks like in Star Trek, those characters in Voyager where they had to keep putting skin on their face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? What are they he looks called? like one of those guys. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I forgot their names. But yeah, if we animal, should, we should ask what's her name. She knows. Animal. If she was still here, she would immediately answer. She ain't here no yeah. more. All right. Yeah. Well, that's it for Game of Thrones. Listen, uh, hit hit the subscribe button on the way to the chat button on the way to the comment section to let us know what you guys thought about this last week's episode. And uh, are you excited for next week's. Okay, we're moving on. Uh, let's talk about uh, our uh, our the Orville thing real quick. Yes, great idea. Um, so we, we did a video that came out today, and thank you again to Orville Nation PJ. When you come back and watch us, we really appreciate it. It was just kind of in a weird place in that timing. Uh, but I know you didn't have a lot of time. So Orville Nation basically came out. Today we put out a big tweet uh, to everybody who loves the Orville. Um, basically, we put a link to the Renew, Renew the Orville um, website, which is where you can go and sign a petition. Right now, I think we're close to 15,000 uh, petitions signed, right? Yeah, you know what's yeah. weird is this petition, <laughs> when we first set it up, it had um, like maybe a couple thousand signatures. Right. And then when I was making the video, I went to go get a screenshot of it for the for the shot in, inside the video. And mm-hmm. I saw it had like 13,000 signatures. I was like, yo, where did all these signatures come from? I know, yeah. Well, it's yeah, I've been kind of pushing this whole pushing these signatures everywhere as, as I can, and a couple thousand and, uh, in the last like literally the last like six hours, we've gotten like two thousand signatures. So yeah, so we went on Twitter this morning and put it out, and it was about an hour or two before our video came out. So basically, we pushed it out there, and if you guys see this, please push it as well. We need as many signatures as possible, uh, and then go watch the video because basically we talk about where we're at. And um, what's happening with the with the re, with the the renewal, and uh, what do we know so far? And so we kind of go through the whole story that talks about, um, you know, what uh, where we're at, where Seth MacFarlane is at as far as wanting to renew it, what Disney Plus is doing. We even give the numbers on how well the Orville is doing on Disney Plus, um, which was great. We had some help from a, a great Twitter fan, uh, guy. John Reed. John, and then uh, and there's a website that actually tracks this stuff, which is cool. So we go in and actually talk about it. And so, you know, go watch that video so you can kind of get an idea. Uh, it's still very up in the air whether or not this is going to be renewed. And we give all the reasons why it should or shouldn't. And, and they're pretty solid reasons. So honestly, I'm telling you right now, like if I was a betting man, you know, I don't I don't know if it happens, man. Like. I, like in, in the video, there's this great line that you say. You're like, Do, does Disney care more about numbers or quality? That's the question, right? Right. Because if you cared about quality, the numbers will follow. But if, you right. all, if you're short-sighted and you care about nothing but the numbers, and you know we don't see like this windfall of, of viewers 
to the Orville on Disney, then they're not going to, uh, even if they consider it, they're not going to offer the amount of money necessary for Seth to say yes. Right. Set, Seth's price tag is super high. Right. And kind of spoiler alert, you know, for the video, you know, the question is, is Seth keeps saying he wants to do it or he will do it. But it's like his words say one thing, but his actions are kind of a little different. Like he's doing all these other projects. And, you know, if I'm Disney, I got to be wondering, like, how all in will Seth be on season four of the Orville? I mean, kind of stepped back from it. He got more excited about it after the show came out and they wrote it and they're like, wow, look at this reception. And we really kicked butt. And they seem to get more excited about it. But Disney's kind of like, I'm not sure they're like, it's going to cost us a ton of money. Is Seth going to be all in? You know, are the fans going to show up? You're going to find out. It's going to be bad news, guys. You're going to find out this is another science fiction TV show that got canceled too early if it doesn't happen. So what we can do as fans is everybody just show up, sign the petition, go watch the shows on Disney Plus, be active and, and hashtag it out on Twitter. And hopefully we'll get a season four. And that's kind of where we're standing. Yeah, so science fiction shows are historically plagued with with short-sighted early cancellations because of how risky they are. Like, science fiction shows are risky. They cost a lot of money. There's sort of a, a high ceiling of entry. Uh, it's, it's sort of hard to understand it. And it's hard to, it's hard to gain new viewers sometimes to science fiction because as the universe continues, it gets so complicated and so big that most people don't know when to enter the series. It's a good science fiction requires thought and a lot. And and right there, you're already removing half the possible viewers that don't want to think when watching something. And then you, you further shrink that down by you, by you uh, increasing the quality of the war of the universe that you're building with, with, with complicated canon and, 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 you know, really cool ideas, which if you missed an episode two years ago, you're not going to understand. So now you're not really going to like that episode. And so really, like, you almost have to have a guide when entering some good science fiction because it's really hard to get into for new fans. So the numbers, unless they start off real high, you know, and then they sort of dwindle a little bit, if they start off sort of low, it's sort of hard for something to find its footing. You know, Firefly, because it was aired out of order, started off low. And it took a long time for that slow burn to catch up and to find yeah. a fandom. And by the time they did, it was too late. Too late. They already gotten rid of it. And Orville might be in a similar situation where by the time Disney figures out that they actually have something special here, it might be too late. Well, and also part of the problem is, and I hate to keep harping on this, I love Seth. He's just... He's he's young. He's got so much he wants to do. And and Joss Whedon, he wanted to keep doing Firefly. You know, he he was like, yes to Firefly. Keep going. He wasn't giving mixed signals. And I kind of think I don't know. It just I could be wrong here. It just feels like there's some mixed signals uh, from Seth on this. And I feel like if he went to Disney and said, "I'm all in on this," you know, like this will be my priority. Well, Doesn't every studio want? He's already writing, producing, and directing Ted. TV series. If it was if it was all in on it though, his price tag wouldn't be forty million dollars. You know, like his his price tag would be lower. He he would understand that they're going to risk something, so they have to carry the they have to share right. some risk. But he's not willing to do that. Of course not. 
and we don't know what's happened behind the scenes 100%. Um, we don't. We don't know what discussions are happening. All we can see is this periphery. And all I know is like, if you want to make sure somebody knows, look, I'm, I'm going to be here to do this, then you got to be like, I'm in. Now, he said, I'm in. If season four happens, I'm in. We're going to do it. Right. But at the same time, he's also said, well, we got to like figure out things and kind of figure out how to move things, do things. I mean, if they approve it, we'll definitely do it. But I got a lot of stuff going on. So it's like, yeah, you know, what message is that sending to Disney executives and, you know. Yeah, from uh, from my perspective, he wants a phone call from, you know, uh, Disney head exec. Hey, listen, we got an offer on the table, you know, uh, you know, this, you know, we're backing up the money truck. Come do, you know, do this. He wants that kind of treatment. That, from my man, that's what, and he deserves it. I mean, he's doing great. And to be fair, Joss Whedon was all in on Firefly, but also in the same time producing Buffy, Angel, um, Buffy, Buffy was already canceled. So no, no, Buffy he was in canceled. the he was doing Buffy stuff still, right? No, no, it got canceled. So Buffy got canceled, but Angel was still going. He wasn't working Firefly. on Buffy at the same time as Firefly. He was at the beginning, like producing right. it, but then Buffy was canceled. He so, was also doing those weird web shows with Doogie Howser. Yeah. He was doing other right. stuff. He, he was doing things, but he wasn't like he didn't just sign a <laughs> he didn't just sign a two hundred million dollar deal with. NBC. That's you know true. Like, That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and this could be this. Could be this. It could be Seth like, yeah, I really want to do the Orville, but like this is like a polite way to kind of move forward, you know? Like, yeah, I want to do it, but yet I'm doing it. You know, it's like, is he just being polite? You know, he's he 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 really put everything into the show. Like, if you look at season at season three, it's like the best thing Seth has ever done creatively, deeply you know, that's not just a, a comedy or some funny thing. It's like deep and like thought provoking and huge, right? It must've taken all of his creative mana to actually do this. And so, you know, maybe he wants to keep doing something else, but at the same time, yeah, I'll do it. You know, they throw enough money at me and you know, enough people love it. You know, I'm not sure. What do I'm, you get? Uh, can, I, can I, can I compliment you real quick? Your, your seamless use of the, of the term creative mana was outstanding. Oh. Oh, thanks. Ah, it's just came, it's whatever came to my head. Talk, yeah, that's how you know Shane's a writer. Like, his creative mana. Like, mana is, <laughs> mana, well, there's multiple terms, but in video games, mana is like your, it's the juice you got to use to cast spells, right? That's, that's right, super right. clever, Shane. Good job. Thank you. Um, yeah, by the way, Cody, you're right. Uh, I think I think Bob uh, Cheapskate is, uh, doesn't care. And Zaslov would do, would probably would probably green light the crap out of this thing. I and think so. I think it's hilarious that prior to Zaslav, Warner gave J.J. <laughs> Abrams <laughs> the amount of money that they gave him just to think of ideas. Right, right. right. Oh, my God. Like, imagine that. Imagine someone's like, listen, I'm going to give you $500 million, and you're going to think of cool ideas that you can then get paid additional amounts of money for. Right, like that's crazy, right? You got he got paid to pick his own projects, like to. I, it's like it's like it's like the dream. It's like heaven. It's heaven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. Uh, we're gonna pay you an insane amount of money, and you get to tell us what we need to pay 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 you for next. Holy crap! And and his first idea was, 
I'm going to make a science fiction show that's going to cost that's going to cost so much money. <laughs> that's going to possibly bankrupt you. I'm going to bleed green. <laughs> and and you're not going to be able to pronounce it. Gamamunde. <laughs> <laughs> He was, he was trying to figure out how far he could really take it. That was, he was like, what can I do? Can I just like take a poop here and then like wipe the turd across the screen and go, it's a space thing. Can I walk into this guy's office, pull my penis off, pee my penis off, and just pee on his desk and then ask to get paid for it? Can I do that? That's the end. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man. J.J. Abrams, dude. That guy. Okay. So that's enough about that. Yes, go watch that video, guys. It is really good. Um, I know I'm saying that as one of the creators of it. I think it's good. It's um, a good video. I enjoyed it. it has did a all, good job. Thank you, sir. It all, has all the information you need. It's entertaining. There's lots of fun little quips in there. I try to... Whenever, whenever we edit, I go, how can I take what Shane... Because Shane is giving all this like amazing information. How do I like make that as entertaining as possible? I don't and, know, but you do it. And so every time there's like a sing, every time there's a break or a breath or any time where Shane is going to change his thought, I'm always like, okay, what can I go and just put in there that not only enhances that but also makes it fun? Yeah, you found like great stuff. Like your inserts here are so wonderful. Like it's all Orville stuff. It's just fun. I, you know, you're really, you're really. You're really taking it to the next level. Man. So I actually did like a, I did a, for the first time I did a foreshadowing uh, insert. Um, and Which it was, oh. it was when uh, uh, Rob Lowe's character was like, oh, this is, oh. Yeah. this is awkward. And then you're like, and now we get into a place that's awkward. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Oh, oh, so make sure you guys go check that out. All right. So speaking of Zaslaw and uh, Warner media, what are they called? What are they? Before we do that, can we? Uh, yeah, I was just gonna. I was, I was gonna say what we we're gonna talk about. Then we can go into that. But my question, real quick, what yeah. do we call? Is it Warner Media, Warner Brothers, Warner Discovery? What is it now? It's uh, it's Warner Brothers Media Discovery. Jesus, Media, I think we say Warner Media Discovery. That's so WMD. stupid. That's so stupid. Weapons of mass destruction. Weapons of, they mass. Were weapons of mass destruction. Up until now, and now they're just like, oh, and you know what's sad is Zaslov's the guy, and we're going to talk about it. He's the guy who's like got to come in and blow everything up, and he's going to look like the bad guy for a while, but it's going to be better when he's done. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about uh, David Zaslov and Warner, um, uh, specifically uh, Aquaman 2, and Shazam got pushed, and that's probably a good thing. We're also going to be talking about Lord of the Rings, Rings of Powers, the crit- the critics. And to be fair, I've actually spoke, uh, this is actually, I actually might know a little more about this particular topic for once than Shane does, because I actually talked to someone um, on uh, Reddit DMs that had actually, one of the critics actually had seen it, or they said they did, and um, I might have some interesting insight there. And we're going to be talking about Quark. Oh, and Dan Harmon's new, confirmed community movie, which I am absolutely over the moon for because i community is one of my favorite favorite all-time tv shows so yeah. warner discovery uh chris says warner discovery so can i ask you a question we're gonna be talking about all this stuff what what topics what are those topics what what of those topics will be in the member section so i know yeah. when to stop when to cut it off 
Well, I think we're just going to do like community movie, and then we're going to do like we got to mention the Henry Cavill thing real quick. We have to at least it. we have to at least mention that, yes, because yeah. there's not we a whole story there, but yeah, yeah, and then we'll do the last three stories in the member section. Okay, let's do that. Okay, so what do you want to do next? Let's talk uh, community movie. Let's talk about community. Yes. yes. You guys fans of community? It's a good, really great show. All right. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, it's great. We are talking about community, the TV show, or should I say the new Dan Harmon confirmed community movie existence and release date. Woo! And a lot of people right now watching have no idea what I'm talking about. Community was a little TV show that could. It, 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 it kept trying to get canceled. Every season, Community was supposed to get canceled. And every season, it somehow defeated the odds. Even when the show itself was... Rem- like, the show was actually... Uh, rem- like, the network was non-existent. Somehow, it went to Yahoo, and they did a final season on a now defunct Yahoo streaming service. That, they threw, Yahoo spent a lot of money on stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And uh, I still don't, I don't think I've ever seen that series that season. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so what, uh, what's, what's the word here? But the, Dan Harmon, by the way, is a creator of community and the creator of Rick and Morty and other things. He's and much um, more well-known for Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yes. Much well-known for Rick and Morty. Now he's never actually came out and said, He's doing more community uh, movies or TV show. He's always been very honest with his fans. And finally, he's like, this, this is like, this is happening. He even says at one point in the article, it's not a matter uh the, the evidence of the community movies existence is how far along in the creative process it is. And it's not a matter of if it's now just a matter of when. And that is very good because Dan Harmon doesn't, uh, he doesn't BS people. Does it like it? Yeah. I mean- so far, I mean, here's the deal. He's there's an outline for it. Uh, there's a product put together, and it's and it's been pitched. It's out in the world, so it's real. Yes, we got a super chat from Chris. Thanks, guys. Great Game of Thrones show. Happy birthday, Shane. Oh, thank you, Chris. Game of Dragons show. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate Great that. Game oh, of Dragons. <laughs> right, House of Thrones, baby. House of Game of Dragons. House of Thrones. Only uh, on this channel. Only on this channel. So. That's right. um, this is what he said. You see, Harmon told Newsweek, like legitimate news, like this is not this is not this is not fake, guys. This is like there is a community movie going to happen. And uh, what it says is, uh, I will now say it's a matter of when. I have been very careful about saying that. And yes, he has. He has never. He does not lie to the fans. He's been very clear. Right. He's like, I'm not really into it, or maybe, maybe, maybe not. I'm still on the fence. In fact, you know, they asked him why. Why? Uh, why Rick and Morty, like, season four was taking so long once, and he's like, they're just not paying us enough money to care. <laughs> he was so he goes, he goes, I like, we like making, we like writing it, but, like, they're not taking it seriously, so why should we? And it was really weird, because all of a sudden, they're like, okay, uh, now you have a 10-season deal, here's an insane amount of money, go nuts, and they've been making annual seasons ever since. I just love his honesty. It's so hard for people to be honest, because you tend to have this fear of like, well, they're going to cut me off. They're not going to let me do it. You know, but, but Harmon doesn't have that. He's just like, he is just so comfortable with whatever he has going on next. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, and at this point, Harmon definitely has that FU money and he hasn't, 
he can sort of pick what he wants to do. And the fact that he's picking to do community is great. Now, to be fair, there was a moment, there was a couple seasons where he wasn't a part of community, but he eventually came back. Uh, so he started off as a showrunner, left for a while, and then came back as a showrunner because it is his creation. It is his creation. And um, Joel McHale has been very vocal about saying, like, the best community was the community where Mark Harmon pushed the envelope. Like, mm. that that one... Um, that one episode where they're like they were like uh, sort of su- sussing out the different various timelines with the D and D dice, yeah, and like seeing how everyone's uh, individual actions at this party was changing the possible future. Very cool, yeah, almost science fiction. Cool. And they right. run into the darkest timeline where like Joel's missing an arm and one of them's like a serial killer. It was great, and then they yeah, pay they- it off three seasons later. When the darkest timeline invades the current timeline to try to take their place. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny. It's also Allison Brie of all these characters have gone and do other things. Allison Brie has completely captured me in glow. Like glow is like, I love, I Allison Brie. love that show. I Allison love Allison Brie. Brie. Is like a great actress. And uh, you don't see it as well in community as you do. And when she moves on, if you haven't seen glow, check that out. Yeah, so here's some of the actors in here, if you guys aren't, aren't aware. Uh, Ken Jeong uh, went on to extreme fame. Joel McHale, uh, you know, fame. Um, He's back on Talk Soup again, isn't he? No, no yeah, he did a, a Talk Soup uh, thing on Netflix for a while. Yeah. Um, some of the other people here, you know, didn't do much afterwards. But look, think about this. Childish Gambino, Don, Don, Danny, Dan, Donnie, Donald Glover, what is his name? Something Glover. Um, yeah, he's one of the biggest crazy. biggest rappers on the planet now. Like he's childish I Gambino. I won't, I won't to it. <laughs> what? I won't, listen to, I won't listen to current music, so I have no idea. I mean, what you're saying, but he he is extremely well respected, you know, infamous uh, rapper now. Um, John Oliver from Last Word with John Oliver is yes. you know, and the guy from uh, Breaking Bad was also in it. That's like. It's, Here's the question: Is is Chevy Chase going to come back for the movie? Yes, and the reason I didn't mention Chevy Chase is because I don't think Community wants you to mention Chevy Chase. I'm sorry, you got to. He's he's part of what made the show successful. Yes, but the problem is, out of all the only cast member that every other cast member has uh, went on a record saying they don't want to work with again is Chevy Chase. So he's probably not going to be in the movie. I mean, if he if he is. I mean, to be fair, Joe McHale, he's not a pansy. He'll he'll do whatever he needs to do to to get the job done. I think Ken Jong's right. the same way. But it really depends on on the more sensitive actors on that panel. Do they want to continue working with Chevy Chase, who admittedly has gotten pretty ripe in his old age when it comes to yeah. his uh treatment of other people. Hundred percent true. But he was a big part of why that show was good. But he's a legend still, bro. When he was in the like the body cast, yes, and he kept losing things in his cast. Like he trained, so he was trying to itch his legs, and so he kept losing like pencils and stuff. Yeah, but he was taking right. their stuff. Like he was taking their phones and stuff. <laughs> it was great. I mean, listen, I'm sorry. I know he's a problem for the show, but uh, he's great. He was great in the show. Yes, uh, the relationship between him and uh, Danny Glover. I think it's Danny. Is it Danny Glover? Donald Glover, my it, bad. It's Donald Glover, yeah. Donald Glover, um, 
There is a Danny Glover. <laughs> there is. That's why it's a lot older. But the the yeah. relationship between Chevy Chase and Donald Glover it was almost like you almost had to think like, are they really good actors or do they actually have like that chemistry off stage? Because they, you, it felt like in this little show, it felt like they were like these sort of star cast friends where Donald Glover started off, by the way, in the first season, he was, he had not found his acting chops. Mm. Yeah. He he was fresh. He was super fresh, but he finds it. And he starts off as like this sort of stereotypical black athlete. Right. And then mm-hmm. he sort of falls in love with the character and him and um, it's Abed. Uh, Abed, you know, become really connected. But then his relationship with almost like a, almost a father figure type relationship with Chevy Chase was out of the box because yeah. you have this like super racist character who ends up mm-hmm. like loving and caring for this like, you know, kid basically that needs his help. It was yeah, heartwarming. It was great. No, I think Donald uh, actually stepped out of the box when him and and uh, and Abed started doing those end of the show raps and like mm-hmm. songs and stuff like that. I mean, I, that I think that creativity sparked him to help him become the Donald Glover he is today. Ah, uh, but in the morning, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. So, yeah, what do you guys think? Hit that comment section and let us know what you guys think about a community movie by the creator himself with the original cast. Sounds fantastic. Can't wait. Yes, you're right, Archmage. Uh, Joe McHale is Starman in the new season of Stargirl. And I no, I, I love I saw Star uh, Stargirl. And there was this mm-hmm. reveal moment where um, such a great scene. I don't know if you saw it, Archmage. But, but Stargirl was like basically losing the fight, right? And then all of a sudden... She gets a grip on her staff, and you and the camera pulls down, and there's Joe McHale, Starman. He's like, "I got you, lady," or something like that. It was like so good. It was like such an amazing reveal. I remember re- rewinding it like three times. Like this is such a great scene. That show yeah. is so underrated, and no one knows about it. And I don't. I didn't know that. I don't know what's going on. It's like, um, I heard about it, but I didn't. It's not, it's not gotten. Where's it on? Where's it airing? It's on HBO. Ah, uh, maybe that's the problem. It's, HBO's having some trouble right now. <laughs> well, it's it's really good. You know, it it takes like the old, um, almost like the old Batman camp, mm-hmm. and it's almost like a modern version of that with like real stakes and yeah. and like characters actually like die and stuff. Like, like I'm almost done. With, yeah, I'm almost done with Glow. Maybe I'll give it a shot. It's a really good show. And Joel McHale, the second he shows up, you're like, mm, like he just kills it, bro. Just yeah. t- just takes right. it away. Like he 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 elevates that show somehow. Oh, and um, there's too much to watch. Not for me. I'm I'm out of stuff. What's that guy? Um, out of stuff. This is not possible. Yeah, I'm, there's I, more. There to, there's no way. No, for me, it's like everything's week to week now, bro. Just waiting, Ugh. waiting for the next thing to come. I don't know how you do it. Well, um, I can think of ten things I need to watch that I just have. Name it. Name ten things right now. All right. Uh, I need to watch, well, Stargirl. I need to watch Superman and Lois. I need to watch everything on Apple TV that's like five or six shows. I need to watch, I I mean, I can get to 10 pretty fast. That's true. So Luke Wilson's in Stargirl, and he does a really good job too, by the way. I like him. Um, As far as Apple TV goes, let me tell you what you need to watch. You need to watch. I can't get into it. I can't access it. When you eventually access it, you need to watch Mythic Quest. Yeah. You need to. 
give C a try, even though for me it's a little dry and slow. Even though I, like I love the, the I love the actors, like it. it's a little dry and yeah. slow. Um, Ted Lasso, outstanding. Yeah, I gotta see that. Mm-hmm. And and uh, there's this. Uh, oh, for um, all mankind, I want to see that. I tried. I couldn't. I couldn't get into it. I gotta watch it. The, our, Rob saying it's fantastic. I gotta. I gotta give it. A, Who's Rob? It. Robert Meyer Burnett. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but there's a. Uh, is it cerebral? Is that why? Yes. Yeah. That's my. That's my cup of tea. There's a show on there with Rosie Brine, who is. A phenomenal actress. I might just have like a massive crush on this person. Um, it's it's the show is called Physical, and you would not think in a million years it would be up my alley. First off, it's a period piece. It's about like like the seventies or eighties, and I don't. I love that. I have a. I I can't get into shows usually set around that time, and it's about like this like mom who has like a gambling or a shopping like a problem. And then she like really gets into aerobics and she's like why aerobics become like this big, like pay for TV thing. That's cool. Yeah. Well, watch that. It sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you would think, but right. If you describe that to me, would you think that's a Brian kind of show to watch? Oh no, no, that's not. That's a me kind of show. Right. But Rosie Brian, she keeps me entranced. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I got it. All right, fair enough. Okay, to the to the point where I actually start caring about the story and not just about the fact that she's in skin tight aerobics outfits. Got it. So okay. we, we do have some very interesting news. We don't know if it's true, but it's rumorish. Yeah, that's why we're not making this a clip. So you right. can, you're not only going to see this here. We're not going to make this a clip. We're not going to remember. Like we're just going to talk about it in right here in the literally in the smack dab of the of the of the show where most people aren't going to see it because. We don't know if it's real, but it's credible. Go ahead, Shane. Well, I think you deserve to. Un- I mean, it's your no, thing. no, no. You can't. You you're the one who found it. I did. So I was looking around, and and apparently in Twitter, uh, it was put out that there was Henry Cavill was seen shooting, and he's in his Superman outfit in Los Angeles, uh, and they were shooting something. So if Henry Cavill's in his Superman outfit, we know there's no Superman movies around. Right. There's only one thing he can be shooting for, Brian. What is it? Black Adam or Shazam. And probably or, an end credit scene, right? Yeah, or Aquaman. Yeah. Yes, and he was in the original. So he's in the Man of Steel costume, but the really bright one. The yeah. one that they never actually got to, remember? Yes. So it's the it's the Man of Steel. Uh, so the fact that it's the Man of Steel costume means that it's it's set within the Zack Snyder universe because that costume is specific to that universe. Um, so it has implications if it's true. Yes. So if he is back in the suit and he's doing an end credit scene for either black Adam or Aquaman or something, probably black Adam. Um, then yeah, the implications are that hashtag restore the Snyderverse was effective. Right. And so there's, there's two, there's two, uh, groups here there's people that are saying hashtag restore the Snyderverse yeah let's do that I love this universe like you and I mm-hmm. and there's a second group where it's like hashtag restore the Snyderverse hire Zack Snyder listen I do not care if you hire Zack Snyder that's a good that, well I think that's well said dude well said you don't need Zack Snyder 
necessarily. I do like what he did with Justice League, but you can have any really good director or producer as long as they keep the characters and actors that are currently there in place. And please do better than the last Wonder Woman movie. Please, please. I, I you know, I like Patty, but what the heck? You I know, mean, it's gotta I, be I like the bad guy a lot. I thought I know, but Wonder Woman was no good. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like that movie wasn't really a Wonder Woman movie. It was almost like it's set in the universe that Wonder Woman's in, but it's really about this character, the Max, whatever his yeah. name is. No, it felt, it felt like a Max movie where Wonder Woman was part of it. Um, and to be honest, that that villain was phenomenal. Right. But like, yeah, but Wonder Woman was so weak. It doesn't it didn't get right. I didn't enjoy it very much. I get that. But but think but if you go below the surface, like how many villains are so multi layered like that where mm-hmm. he actually, you know, Wonder Woman doesn't save the day. He saves the day. After causing all the havoc, he reverses it all for the sake of his child. Like, well, that's kind of my problem with the show. So. Right. And he I, was, mean, I got one superhero. One woman wasn't even necessary in that. Let me make his, let him make his own movie. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, uh, yeah, so th- those are the two camps that we have right now. People, people they're, they're, they're using the same hashtag, but I don't think they fully understand that Half that group doesn't care about if Zack Snyder is a part of it. They just want the actual universe with the characters and the actors that we like right now to continue. Yes. And it should because the only reason that universe isn't kicking butt right now is because it's been mishandled by yes. the studio. Right. Like, bro, when they said, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, but when they said, when they released, remember when they released Shazam? Mm. The first one? We, remember, we made that video. I was like, why Shazam bombed? Because it technically bombed. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Well, dude, the release date was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, did you do you remember the first Shazam release date? It was, uh, we it did was a whole, not, we did a whole video about it. I do want to, while you're looking it up, I'm going to just say, Kenneth is right here. No pictures. It didn't happen. So that's why there's no clip here about Henry Cavill. And it is still a rumor. But I really hope it's true. Yeah, I do too. And, and to be fair, there's a lot of evidence. Um, I guess hyperbolic evidence to to back it up, but there's nothing specific yet. Yeah. So Shazam came out April fifth, two thousand nineteen. Killer, great date. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and it was a Christmas movie. Should have let it out. I know. They should have let it out in September. (laughs) So Shazam, when it first Shazam came out in April and it was a Christmas movie, like it was set in the, in the Christmas time around Christmas themes and everything. And Merry Christmas. Christmas. Go a little further. Right. Um, It's it's so weird. And then this movie was going to come out and it was a summer movie being released in December. Right. Yeah, and right. we're going to talk about that because Zaslav was like, um, yeah, listen, that's batshit crazy. We're changing that. That was like, <laughs> that's his words. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that in the member section because we've got three more videos for our members. So, uh, well, we've been here for a couple hours now. It's yeah. been a good ride. So Shazam was fantastic. You're right, Arch Major. We are going to go to the member section 
that's I, I'm picking it up right now when Shane's like, okay, uh, so we've been there a couple hours now. Let's, uh, get well, well, two, well, you know, I think we're like uh, two hours and twenty minutes into uh, this live show, which has been fantastic, and I've loved every second of it. But we got to go talk to the people who are uh, who are taking care of the channel. Yes, so come on over to the members section. You can find us by either going to the link in the chat, the link in the description, popcast.co slash join, the deck you see on screen right now. Um, or if you literally just do nothing, like if you like, if, if we, when, when this ends and you do nothing and just let YouTube take over for 30 seconds, it will literally just take you there. Okay. Oh, nice. I have made it so easy for you to get to the member section. I can't make it easier. I can't. Right. All right. Yeah. We're, and if you go, if you decide to go to the member section and you do this, it's literally like, like, I don't know if you guys drink Starbucks, but it's like four months worth of Starbucks to like one coffee for, to go to the member section is like four months worth of membership. So come on over. It's yeah. And we're putting cool. a lot more stuff in there. We have, we're putting sound tricks in there. A lot of like digital assets yeah. that we you know, give anybody. And, and if um, I think, I think there's, I, I keep telling the producers and they're like, if you're on the producer level, like you need to get a shirt. So hit me up. And like, yes. everyone's like, yeah. eh, we're fine. Like, do you not <laughs> want free stuff? <laughs> like, no, maybe. All right, guys. Anyways, we're going over there. Uh, listen, if you're not coming over, that's cool. No problem. We'll see you next week. Please hit the subscribe button on the way to the comment section to tell Shane, happy birthday, old man. Oh, it wasn't a mean one this week. Thank you. Usually I'm peeing in the pool or something. Yeah, or I was going to. I was going to make it bad, and I decided yeah. not to make it bad. Oh, man, I appreciate you. And on the way out. Oh, man. Happy birthday, by the way. Happy birthday <laughs> to oh you. Oh, that's so. Oh. Oh. Happy. Happy birth- <laughs> birthday. Thanks, man. Thanks. So great. <laughs> That's so great. So great. You got to keep that one. We got to just save that clip somewhere. That was so good. When he goes, happy uh, oh, bur- birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, listen. We do have a super chat from Kenneth LaRoque. Dude, you are. What? I want to tell you something, Kenneth. Uh, I know we've never met in person, man, but like, I feel like I legitimately feel like I've known you my entire life. And I don't I know if it's because your name is so similar to, to another Ken I know, or the fact that you've literally been on this channel since like it was mixed teas, but thank you, bro. Thank you for always hanging out with it every week. It, it means so much to me. It's crazy. Yeah. Ken. And there's the guy, there's so many of you guys that have just been here from the beginning. Sometimes I look and I go, like family dude i don't i don't have a whole lot of people that i love to hang out with but god i love hanging out with you guys so let's keep this thing going yeah archmage uh about the lower decks thing um next week i'll have a breakdown of lower decks but i don't want to do a review on something that shane's not going to watch and he's not really watching it so it's not really worth the review you might be able to talk me into doing it but um i'm just not I know that there are a lot of Star Trek fans who like Lower Decks, but I watched it and there's some episodes that just make me cringe a little bit. And uh, it's so cartoony and it's just hard. So I'll give it another try. And if, if I get deep into it, maybe we'll do something. I mean, to be honest, it's not really 
There's nothing to review. There's there isn't very like there isn't like them, thematic things going on. It's just sort of a fun show. That's it. It's a fun show. It's a fun, stupid adult cartoon. Like I'm sorry to say, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying stupid in the bad way. I'm saying stupid in a good way. It's just fun, stupid stuff. Um, and when I started watching Rick and Morty, I started watching it because it was fun and stupid. Now it became a complex sort of science fiction show out of nowhere. But it, when it started, it was very episodic. And that was it. And then it became like this sort of bigger thing. Then now it's a little more than just a stupid fun show. Um, mm. Lower Decks has not crossed the barrier yet for me from fun, stupid adult cartoon to like actual characters I care about. Like mm. Rick and Morty did. Rick and Morty did cross that barrier. But it takes a lot to cross that barrier when your format is when, when your show is wrapped into the fun, stupid adult category, you know? Yeah, it's hard for me to want to do it because it's almost like saying, you know what, let's let's cover uh, you know episodes of the Flintstones or the Jetsons or something. You know, it's like <laughs> happy birthday, happy birthday, mind. old man. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. Like in my mind, I'm like, let's are we going to do the latest Scooby Doo? I just can't. Yeah, no thanks. You know, and it's like, you know, maybe there was a time when I could. It's just, it's. I know it's for adults, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm trying to like accept it because I I did like Family Guy when it came out, but I could only handle so much of it. And I'm like, I'm all in on South Park, but South Park is like next level intelligence. Yeah, South like, Park is it 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 is superseded the cartoon format. Right, it's, it's almost like, like it's it's watching. yeah it's 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 its own art form now. And I I can't believe I'm saying that about a show that it started with a dancing piece of poo right or the cutouts of characters like yeah cardboard like cutouts. yeah like some of the main characters are literally just like towels that smoke too much weed but yeah. listen this is a fish south park is officially like its own art form like it's surpassed television and movies and cartoons and it's making statements that are so deep and so uh it's so hard to explain because I'm not smart enough to under actually understand every reference. Like when I watch South Park, I'm like, wow, that's a cool, what a cool idea. What a cool allegory for this. But it's so smart that I, I, I'm not smart enough to even get half the stuff going on. It's, it's beyond my understanding. When they're See, talking about I this, feel like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, and for me, like, I know you just sit right there. Like, I feel like it's prime time shame mental gymnastics yeah like it's exactly where i want to be mentally it's there's there's two games being played all the time yes it's i feel very comfortable the streaming wars were fantastic it was an allegory to to streaming content it was the water problem that we have in the southwest right now which is a huge problem and and then it was (laughs) it was like 15 things everything yeah and it was like the media's use of 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 um uh, uh, the rich people's use of the media to get their way, but then who was actually in charge the entire time? Like, oh right. god, it's like it's so well done. Like I'm saying, like I I have to watch something like two or three times to get all the different. Like, there's so many layers to South Park now. Yeah, you you go back, and you don't have to go back from the beginning. Go back about five years, I would say. Go back about five years and just start there, one of those seasons, and you will never look back. If you like intelligent 
television, you'll never turn back. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is the guy who was like, cartoons suck, and, he, and this is how good this is. He goes, well, that's not a cartoon anymore. It's just it's, it's not. I'm not watching cartoon. It can no longer be classified as a cartoon. Bro. Randy's real. I believe he's out there. Somewhere. Yeah, Randy is my spirit animal, dude. As my he is my soulmate. Bro. I am Randy. I am <laughs> Randy. We are all Randy. We are we, we are, are we are Randy. I need a shirt that says we are Randy, although they're very they Dude, don't like us to do that. Someone you need to write this down because someone in the chat said um we need to get we need to make a house of thrones and a game of dragons oh, shirt. Dragon shirt. Two different ones. It would all be good here, but yeah. yeah um okay, so uh one more thing about South Park I'm gonna move on because I don't wanna the uh the the Christmas special was fine, but it was the post COVID one. Mm. Where the first time ever it showed the kids as adults, that was epic because they took the Cartman character and they made him like sympathetic and like all of a sudden he was a, he was a guy who had gotten past all of his problems and he mm-hmm. found a family and a community and he was religion ex- he, yeah and he was admired and he was respected and loved and everything you wouldn't think that happened. All because of, of how his, the way his life turned out because of COVID, and then when they changed time, you knew it was going to erase the good version of Cartman that yes. had developed. It was, woo, it was, it was mind blowing. So good, dude. Yeah, they need to just whatever Matt and Trey are doing over there. Just keep doing those drugs, boy. Keep doing whatever <laughs> you got to do. The the hallucinogens, the mushrooms, whatever. The D, DMT, DMT. Keep doing it, baby. So it's they it. they do take DMT. So they said that to Joe Rogan. They said that they microdose uh, DMT, but it he, shows. they told they told Joe Rogan. They said aside from the occasional microdosing of DMT, and sometimes maybe uh, some you know some marijuana vape. For the most part, it's just coffee and fun. And you're like, hmm, because what what you, what you expect of those guys is for like their entire office to be riddled with alcohol and heroin or whatever. You know what I mean, it's just so intelligent. I mean, like you look at the the Simpsons, right? Simpsons are fun. Fun. Yeah. Simpsons are fun. They you know they got a, a story, they got a family, they got things going on. But but <laughs> South Park's like <laughs> no, yeah. So, like you show up for something. It's an event. It's an event. Yeah. yeah. So it's the Simpsons, Family Guy, these shows, they never cross the barrier into real, like, storytelling. It's yeah. all, it's just always just fun, stupid nonsense. Topical. Right. Or okay. satire. Which all is, right. yeah. Let's, um... Uh, what are we talking about first? Uh... I guess we're in Warner Brothers mode. You want to talk about that first? Sure. Randy was in the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. Oh yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh my god. Which is which is which is awesome. I actually like that movie, the Chippendale one. I like when they're like, why does one uh, one of the characters look like traditional animation and one was like three D, and it was because he got. And so they're both playing like washed up actors, and the mm. the three D one got the special surgery that updated his look. <laughs> I was really glad. Are you telling me that you watched the Chippendales Rescue Rangers show? Yeah. How? (laughs) There are two of you over there. I know there are because there's no way. It's not possible. Yeah, and I enjoyed it too. I thought it was great. Oh, my 
Lord, I just don't know how you do it. All right, you'll have to show me your secret later. I mean, I, 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 I consume while I'm working. I can't watch media while I can't. At least I can't retain it while I'm working. So I can't edit, um, and 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 watch TV at the same time. Does, is my volume going down or what? I feel like I'm. I sound the same. I can't hear anything. Like, is my mic loud enough? Yeah, you sound the same to me. I must be so tired that I'm like losing my ability to hear. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. No, you know what? So I can't. I can't edit audio and video while watching something for sure, but. You know, when I'm spending like six hours making a thumbnail, yeah, like, like there's definitely going to be content on my second screen. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, you're doing a visual cre- creation. I am using my brain to formulate things. So therefore, someone else talking that I need to pay attention to would not allow me to, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. like when I'm creating an idea between thoughts, there's no way for me to like, I'm listening to my own thoughts. There's no way for me to hear somebody else. Yeah, I understand that. So when I'm when I'm editing the audio or, or video, I can't I can't do that either. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, when I'm fixing true. like when I'm at the shop fixing like the different the machines yeah, we use, yeah, yeah. like that that that's a it's a different part of my brain working. Right. You know, it's not the same part. That makes sense. I get it. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. We are talking about Warner Brothers Discovery Media, whatever they're called now, WMD, and uh, <laughs> destruction. David blowing up Hollywood everywhere. David Zaslav, the new CEO over there. Uh, we talked about this before. He canceled background. He's, he's he has the the Zaslav axe just going through HBO Max, just like cutting that out and cutting that out. Anything. That is underperforming. That they're still paying for. They're just deleting it. Isn't it funny how David Zasloff has become this political figure now, where leftists are like against David Zasloff simply because the people who who uh, are happy that they're making changes are for him. I'm like seeing these like tweet things come out now where it's anti David Zasloff, and it's like, what the heck's going on here? He's a studio head. Yeah, he's become political, and I'll tell you why. And I'm not going to get political. But David Zaslav has become political because he is making decisions based solely on logic. <laughs> but that's not a reason why. That he shouldn't be political is that for that reason. It should not be. Consider that it for a minute. That's the, wor- the world we live in is this businessman whose job is to generate revenue for the shareholders of the business that he works for is making decisions purely based on nothing but hard-hitting facts and logic. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Uh-oh. we're in trouble. Oh, no. The world's going to go. There is zero opinion. There is zero what looks right, what boxes we check, None of that is a factor. Everything is down to the numbers, baby. And nothing's precious to him. That's right. And nothing. He's, yeah. He's, and so, he's being surgery. So the guy making decisions based solely on logic is hated by a political party that makes a lot of decisions based on emotion. See, but what they love Spock, though. 
No, 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 no. no. I would argue they love Leonard Nimoy. Okay. They love Leonard Nimoy was a brilliant mofo. This guy was able to take the character of pure logic Spock and the Hollywood actor and with his appearances and his ability to act and his his various interviews and and conventions he was able to marry the two and make make both those people his real actor self which was very much a political justice warrior and his logical self and he was able to make them two paths of the same enhanced being all right take note david zasloff take note so yeah so david zasloff um so he's axing everything right yeah um like literally anything that doesn't make any money and so this is how streaming services work just just in case you don't know this already (laughs) tv shows and movies only streaming services aren't free either they cost the streaming service money to produce or they rent them slash lease them slash buy them from other producers. Right, Shane? Yeah, other studios. Yep. So if you're leasing something and you're paying a monthly, biannual, annual cost to say, let's have, let's have, let's to say have Sesame Street on your streaming network. And you look at the numbers, Zazzle looks at the numbers and goes, okay, we're paying X amount. This show is being watched this much time, which we can, well, with those, with those figures, we can assume that's generating around this much money. Those numbers aren't adding up, right? So right. this show isn't being watched enough, right, to justify the cost we're paying. So yeet, and it's out of there. Which that's that's called business. Common it, it, for me, for me, it's common sense. Right. I mean, especially when you're in a situation where the company's losing so much money. And this is and if you haven't been paying attention to the Warner, you know, self-imploding that's been occurring over the last couple of years, you know, you got to recall, this is the same company who said, you know, it'd be a great idea. Let's uh, let's release the thing that's going out into the movie theater, the gigantic, huge movie on HBO Max at the same time. You know, let's lose millions of dollars by doing that. So they did this, you know, and now now what's funny is Peacock's going to do the same thing with the new Halloween movie coming up. Well, they, they right? Peacock, Peacock did it last year with the other Halloween movie. Yeah, so they're the same thing's going to happen. Yeah, I know they did, but now they're doing it again. Uh-huh. So they, they haven't learned anything, apparently. No, no, listen. Uh, I, I continue to say this. Peacock is somehow both the best and the worst streaming yeah. service there is. I don't know how, but bang for your buck. Dollars to Donuts, Peacock is the absolute most valuable streaming service you can own. It's like $7, and you get access to more content, more good content than any other streaming service there, there, there is. But they are so bad at promoting and managing their streaming service that no, almost no one will ever know that, bar the few people who pay attention to, you know, that don't just have every streaming service. It's sort of right. nuts. Like, when I turned on last Halloween, when I turned on Peacock, and I saw the movie that my wife, my wife was asking me to go watch that in the theater. Like, babe, let's go to Babysitter, and we can go watch this movie. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm literally in the process of buying tickets, and I go to turn Peacock on while I'm working, and I see mm-hmm. the movie. I'm like, what the F? 
Wait, mm. it's it wasn't an advertisement or a trailer. It was the movie. Right. I was about to spend sixty dollars to go watch this movie. No, I was like, I've got five kids. I'm like, thank you for saving me a hundred bucks at the theater. Thank right. you. Woo. Right. Yeah. I, I remember my wife I'm like, babe, we got the best seats in the house. Send the kids <laughs> over to their aunts because we're bringing the theater home, baby. Right. Right. But the crazy part is. As someone who logs on to Peacock almost daily, I had no idea. Right? Yeah, that's true. They 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 are so poorly ran. Such a, a great a value a very value service with very poor management. Yeah, and, and their streaming and Peacock itself isn't great. It's not a great their their site is not really wonderful. So. Oh, their site. Yeah, that's another thing too. Is their their apps and their sites they they are not user friendly. Or so, I think they're too user friendly that they're that they become dumb. It's hard no, to I still get frustrated when I can't click on something I was watching recently and find the episodes. Like, allow me to fall asleep and have a show play for three or four yeah. episodes, you know, season or shows, and I can't get back to where I was at because I got to search, uh, you know, The Office or whatever, you know, and yeah. and then I got to go back to where I was. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Netflix does it. You guys are all copying them, anyways. Just do the same thing. Yeah. Just go to the go to the series page. Don't just start in, arbitrarily playing where the person you think the person left off. It's so stupid. Right. I mean, you can offer that, but at the same time, just give a little thing that says episodes, and then you can like click over and then click on whatever one you want. Yeah, it's so weird. Continue on or go back. I mean, it's just, it drives me crazy. HBO Max is the same thing, but at least it's easier for you to navigate. Like, everything is clickable, so you can actually click on the title and actually go somewhere versus... Anyways, we're talking about HBO Max. So Zaslav is cutting all this stuff that's not making any money, right? Right, right. And then you hear, oh no, Aquaman was pushed and Shazam was pushed and Yahoo Entertainment and Yahoo Business were like, oh no, they're costing the studio too much money. Listen, the problem isn't the, first off, the problem is not the cost. Okay, yes, it's costing too much money. It's already costing too much money. It's not being pushed because of the cost. These are being pushed. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, a little bit. I mean, okay. they, they have the marketing budget that they still have to pay for these movies, right? And you, the marketing budget can sometimes be as much as the movie cost. That's so true. they don't have the money to pay for marketing, which is why they have to push it. That's why they're saying that. Okay, so, um, but they're also doing additional photography for Aquaman. Sure, they're and, probably going to fix. It. Yeah. And notice this: they they didn't push the Flash movie. Not yet. So now. That's the one, yeah in place all right so think about this marketing but what if you're gonna push your movies for marketing why would you keep the flash slated ready to rock and push the two movies that were supposed to take place canonically before the flash because they need more time to pay for i mean the flash is after those two movies right no no so it was supposed to take place after canonically Right, but now you also have Ben Affleck joining Jason Momoa for additional reshoots and photography after the fact. After they've already shown screeners of the movie, there, we have that as a fact. It's a fact. Jason Momoa actually said in an interview, like, he goes, "Well, effort, um, yeah, there's going to be a whole lot of Ben in this movie. Uh, it, it, we we just worked it out. He literally like like this like a month ago." Oh well, okay. So hold up, hold up. So the rumor of oh, that's that's big. That's big deal, right? No, there. Ben Affleck. Is, 
Ben Affleck so is he's one hundred percent going is Batman now in Aquaman. He was not right, before. Not yeah, but I know, but that's well. See, that's not good for what the what was talking. That's good for what we want because we talked about Henry Cavill do being in, maybe in Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're now if we know that Ben Affleck is going to be in Batman, I'll never be Batman again. Ben Affleck, oh, yeah. right? Then that means that that universe, the Zack Snyder universe, is not gone. Oh no, no, it's 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 one. I I keep saying it's one hundred percent not gone. Right. So that's this is key because you know this is like fact stuff, not guesses, not rumors. If Jason said that Ben's in the movie, that's fact that that Batman is 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 the you know Snyder verse. Yeah, this is from my boy, uh, our boy Ping Fong Flicks. He literally put this out today, um, and he just all he did was take all the information. Uh, that was readily available over the last few weeks. And, and he pointed out exactly what Moa said. So, yeah. Uh, well, his, he actually said it too, like with his mouth in an interview, with a camera in his face. <laughs> right. Um, I'm not going to bore you with it. You can go watch his video. It's good. But bottom line is Ben Affleck, they're adding scenes to the movie, original scenes that, the, the first off, the movie originally didn't have Batman. Right. It's Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so now... It's just what we feel. Yeah. Now Batman is in the movie, and he... he when when at first it was going to be a uh, Michael Keaton uh, scene... Right. Well, now, instead of Michael Keaton, it's a Ben Affleck scene. And they reshot the ending of The Flash to put Ben Affleck... Oh, here it is. Look at this. Or even, or may not be in the reunion. But he had to say. Well, I can't tell you anything about the reunion. He may or may not be in it. And there could be more or less or even more Batmans in it. Who knows? You only know a little bit. Yeah, Jason, we are. (laughs) Mm. All right. So, this is what happened. So, they... Originally, Ben Affleck, who was, I'm not going to play Batman anymore. He comes back. He does the Snyder Cut reshoots. He falls back in love with the character. And now with with new management in charge, he's doing doing more Batman. So now he goes, they're going to, they're reshooting part of the Flash to put Ben Affleck in the role that Michael Keaton was going to play. So Michael Keaton's still in the movie as Thomas Wayne. But I think what was what was going to happen was when Barry made changes, he was going to change the universe to make Michael Keaton the new Batman. Right. And fans would have been fine with it, but he's a seventy-five-year-old man. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now that Ben, now that Ben Affleck is back in the fold, they're modifying that. So now that these movies are taking place after the Flash, and they're getting more for t- more uh, shots, and Ben Affleck is currently doing shots for Aquaman and changing the movie essentially. Wow. Consider that for a minute. Matt Reeves movie. How does this work for Matt Reeves' movie? Jesus. Seven you know, universes. What are we doing here? Do we got different different universes? Yeah, there's two different Batmans, two different Jokers. Because I want Jared Leto, uh I want Jared Leto's uh you know end scene, end credit scene from Justice League. I, I need that. I need that uh, Joker. So I, this is what I think happened. I think that is the future that the Flash accidentally makes. 
And he has to modify it in some way. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I don't know the story. What I do know is that Ben Affleck is working enough with Jason Momoa for them to be literally hanging out on set for weeks at a time, posting on Instagram constantly. Okay? Okay. Jason Momoa can't keep his mouth shut. He keeps accidentally showing Batman in his costume. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Momoa is such such a crazy guy. So what they're doing is now they're pushing the movies... And what was the what was the amount of the time? It was um Okay, so yeah, it's I think it's important we talk about where they're being moved to. Aquaman was supposed to be out this March. Right. But it's now been delayed to Christmas. So we're a year and three or four months away uh for Aquaman. Right. And then Fury of the Gods, which is uh the, the Shazam 2 movie, uh its original March release date is now being slated for this December. So, yeah, Fury of the Gods is slated for this December. No, no, that's not right. Originally slated for March, but it has now been delayed to... Fury of the Gods now has the former movie's original March... I'm sorry, you're right. It was supposed to be in December. Now Fury of the Gods is being moved to March. So we got to wait a little bit longer for Shazam. Not much. About three months. Yeah, um... So it's interesting because Zaslav was like, why is our big Shazam movie going up against Avatar 2 during the Christmas rush? That's a good point. That's fair. I mean, it's it's totally it's a total totally reasonable question. Yeah. I would argue, why would you make a Christmas movie in the first place and not put it in Christmas like you did in the first one? And then the right. second movie that's not set around Christmas, you actually do release on Christmas. Like, are you trying to confuse people? What's wrong with you? Mm. And you're going to put it up against Avatar and the whole Christmas movie scene? You are out of your mind. It makes way more sense for it to be a March release. Way more sense. I mean, I would even, I don't know. I mean, I know you're trying to get them both out. I would even make it a June release. What else is coming out? Black Adam's coming out in October. Mm-hmm. So you can push uh, Shazam to June. Why go in March? March okay. still isn't good. Either. No, you can't push Shazam to Zoom. Okay. So no, I know what else is coming out? The Flash is Oh, happening. when's the Flash coming out? Okay, I June 23rd. Okay. You're right. So it has to be March. Okay. Right. So, so it looks like canonically Shazam is still taking place before the Flash, which is fine because there's very little uh, Snyderverse characters in Shazam. They're just mentioned. Yeah. But now you are pushing Aquaman to after the Flash canonically, which means right. these reshoots with Ben Ooh. Affleck are to reflect yeah. the changes made during the Flashpoint movie. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I would have moved the Flash to to August and had uh, and did uh, Shazam in June. I would have done it that way. I just March. The March release isn't great. I don't like the March release. Well, originally Aquaman was going to come out in March. I know. I just don't like. I don't like the March time frame for huge movies. You know, it's like the start of the blockbuster season. So, like, I think I think they're hoping that, like, because there isn't a whole bunch of blockbusters competing for that space, they're hoping that you, yeah. uh, like, mentally put it in the same realm as a blockbuster summer release, even though it's technically not blockbuster summer. I mean, if the movie's big enough, it doesn't matter. I mean, look at it. It destroyed September. Right. And September's usually, September and February are usually like dead zones. 
Yeah, and they were just, it was so big. I mean, it doesn't matter. You put a big enough movie into a time slot, people are going to show up. But at the same time, I mean, just, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. I mean, we'll be there to see it, so. Yeah, so this is actually really good. So, yeah, they saved some money on marketing, whatever, blah, blah. But mainly the most important part about this is, A, because I, I love how a lot of these articles were painting it as they're trying to save money. But in my opinion, this makes sense logically. First off, the events of Aquaman take place after The Flash. So the movie should come out after The Flash. <laughs> that's, that's not rocket science. Like, no, don't com- be the Don't confuse people. You don't, you don't tell them part of the story and then... Don't do that. I don't. I don't know why that's not common sense, but it's common sense to me. All right. Uh, please tell your story linearly for the most part. Additionally, Shazam was going to be going up in the in the crazy, like like, you know, American Gladiator month of December right. against yep. Avatar two. Why why compete if you don't have to? Also. Set the tone, bro. Shazam sets the tone for the year of DC next year. Well, Black Adam was supposed to set that tone, though. That's true. It was supposed to be Black Adam into Aquaman. I mean, into Shazam, into Aquaman, into the Flash, right? Right. But I would argue uh, that that was, even though we're we're getting it later now, I think that was a mistake. Not just because it was going up against Avatar, but the release dates in general didn't make any they're out of date there wasn't a, there wasn't a real plan it was almost like they just got whatever um openings they can get instead of usually you gotta so usually when you're trying to find a date you gotta like yeah. outbid other studios right to get the right. right dates i think for them it was like well we're, we'll just get whatever date around that time works and now I think that there's actually a plan in place. Well, they, they can they can choose whenever they want to release it. They just have to decide whether or not they're competing with their own products or they want to compete with other products. So. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not bidding in the traditional sense, but they're like paying to have it out there. Yeah. It's more like so. There, there's a thought process to it, and it's going to cost. It, it might cost them more in the box office to get it out on a certain date versus another date because of competition. Sure. And, and, and they don't want to also step on their own films that are around that time. Right. You know, and I, I think for the rock, it's hard to release a rock movie ever because the guy is constantly working. Yeah. He's in everything. <clears throat> he's in a lot of things. Um, I would even argue that maybe, maybe black Adam comes out during Christmas. You still got an Avatar two problem. You do. Avatar two is going to be a. It's going to be a. It's going to burst the world. It's going to be huge. I hate to say it. You're, I hate to. I hate that you said that, but I think you're right. Yeah. I it just. It is. I have. I'm going to. I'm going to be. I'm going to be that guy. I don't like Avatar. I know. I don't either. But it's going to happen. And it, hopefully, I'm finger crossed. I'm, this is where I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I hope Avatar two is better. All right, so that said, uh, that's all we have to say on the topic. Look, is this a better release schedule? Absolutely. Um, I know that now you're going to wait for stuff or whatever, but I would rather wait for a compelling story that actually makes sense and takes place 
and and world builds and actually builds a franchise on based on characters that should already be dominating. They they, they should it should DC in no way should be second fiddle to Marvel. These Never. characters are bigger and better and bolder and they're more ingrained and they've been around for a hundred years. It makes no sense. So finally someone has a plan and it looks like they're it looks like they're doing right by the franchise, not what's right for themselves, but for the franchise, because to look forward in time you go, Yes, we can make a little extra money here by doing this, but it's gonna hurt the overall franchise. You can make a whole lot more money if you if you respect the the IP. You gotta be thinking end game. You gotta be planning for ten years. Yeah, you gotta be planning for you got you got yeah, you got Kevin Feige this stuff. You gotta plan for end game. Plan for endgame. Anyways, let, let us know what you guys think in the comment section below. Are you guys excited for this? Are you like the you, you like the new changes, or are you just uh, are you just over it, or are you one of those you know Snyder people where you're like, oh, I'm only gonna watch it if it's Snyder's directing? Right, let us know in the comment section. <laughs> there are there are people oh. out there like that, man. They're crazy like like I this. Don't, I don't understand it. Like the I don't Snyder, it. they they hate Snyder because other people like him. If you hate something because other people like something, there's something wrong with you. I'll tell you right now, if you don't, if you're, listen, we're not in, in a, if you're political and you hate Joe Biden, right, because somebody else likes Joe Biden, that's stupid. That's stupid. If you hate Trump because somebody else likes him, you're an idiot. Yeah. Okay. You hate or don't hate somebody because you don't like him, because you don't agree with him, not because somebody else doesn't. And that's what happens all the freaking time. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. Can I say this here? Uh, yeah, member I, section. I, I, yeah, we're in the member section, right? Um, our boy Doomcock over there is driving me wild, and not in a good way. So uh, he's he's he was going ham on Robert Meyer Burnett over Robert Meyer Burnett's opinion of Picard season three. So let me get this straight. <laughs> Robert Meyer Burnett industry he's been in the industry for 30 years has seen picard season three and he's telling you look you guys it's not one and two it's it's really great and i hated one and two and he's being honest and genuine yeah and he hates discovery and he hates picard seasons one and two and he's telling you Picard season three is great. And you got you got Doomcock over there with his fake voice in the bucket screaming about how Robert Byron Burnett's a sellout and F Zolts Kurtzman. Listen, Doomcock. What what the hell? Bro, Kurtzman didn't like have sex with your boyfriend while you weren't home. You need to calm down. It it doesn't even affect you. And for me to take your side when you haven't seen it and you have nothing to you have everything to gain from being mad constantly. Chill out, bro. Like your guys, that he's one. Robert Meyer Burnett's one of us. He's our. He's our. He's in our community, and he's actually seen it, and he's telling you it's good. So wh- why are you getting pissed? Because I, you're not going to get views. Because you're That's not going to get views, bro. And it's so transparent to us. That's why yeah. it bothers us. Like, I, bothers I, I like you and I respect you, huh? It's not about the truth. It's about what your people need to need to hear you say. Yes, and that that and that annoys me, man. If I'm being real with you, that annoys me because you know, it's transparent to us and there there's a lower you know, low and common denominator, denominator of people that probably aren't aren't going to see it. 
But a lot of you are going to see it, and your views are eventually going to drop if you don't drop the act and, and start being honest. And- yeah, yeah, that's a good point because you know Doomcock actually was a was a great voice of re you know the, he was a great voice at the beginning of all this turbulence because he was really keeping it real with things that weren't right. Right. You know, but there comes a point where you have to ditch. You can't stick with it just because you know. And everybody knows that when you're not sincere about your feelings, right? And so if somebody in the community tells you, "Hey, I saw this. It's great." At the very least, you got to say is. I don't know. It's hard for me to trust anything because nothing's been great up to this point, but it's Robert Meyer Burnett and I'll give it, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm going to sit back and just hold back. What was it? Nerdrotic said, this is a great example. Nerdrotic said, I'll believe it when I see it. Right. That was his response to the tweet. I'll believe it when I see it. That's the appropriate response. Yeah. That's, that's the most reasonable, logical response you can have for everything. When you watch it with your eyes, then you can give it a proper review and you can give your subjective opinion of it. But starting off from the from a place of anger and rage, never forgive Alex Klutzman. Oh my God. First off, he Kurtzman doesn't know you. He doesn't care about you. He's not like out to offend you. Yeah, he made some bad TV. Getting yeah, this mad over really it is... What? He made some really bad he TV. He made some yes. really bad TV. I get it. But like... Like using terms like never forgive, never forget. What do you what do you mean forgive? First off, I I don't like discovery. Um, but I'm not gonna let it personally offend me. <laughs> like Right, yeah. I mean There's nothing to forgive, do. bro. I don't I wasn't personally offended. I just didn't like it. It was bad some TV. People didn't take it that far. I just here's my problem. I don't believe that's how he feels. That my problem with it is I don't believe him. Like I used to believe him, but now I don't believe him because he went from being reasonable, like making sense to now being completely unreasonable, Yeah, you know? And when you stop being reasonable for me, whether you're on the left or the right or wherever you stand, then I'm not going to be able to deal. I can't deal with it. Again, it's Robert Meyer Burnett. He is, he, he is us. He's one of us. Right. And you see, Art made said it here perfect. When Doomcock and Gary first started doing the Inquisition, I thought it was some of the most real thought out stuff before it went off. 100%. We're with you, Art made. Yeah. We're in the same boat you are. Yeah. It was great. And then it's like stuff got weird. So. Well, even yeah, even right. ga- even Gary felt that way because that's why it stopped. That's uh, why the show stopped. They're like, yeah, like, yeah, this ain't working out no more. Look, right. um, w- uh, I, I think that Robert Brian Burnett, Meyer, Robert Meyer Burnett has always been extraordinarily honest and genuine. He's never been nothing but genuine and honest. Um, I think Gary is honest and genuine. I, these people, the reason why they're successful in their space is because they're honest and they're genuine. Right. Um, it's not as easy. It's not as easy to be successful sometimes on YouTube or social media being genuine. Let's be real. Cause it's not as salacious. Well, no. I mean, look at, we have 1400 subscribers guys. Do you know why we have 1400 subscribers? Because we just tell the truth. And sometimes the truth is boring. Yeah, it's boring. You know, it's boring sometimes. It's not exciting to sit here and be like, hey, that's pretty good. You don't want to hear that. You don't <laughs> want to hear that Shimolk is okay. It's okay. Outside of some of the mail bashing. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, right. You want to hear that. It's like it's like the definition. Subscribe to that. Yeah, but Pop- Popcast Unleashed is like the definition of tepid. <laughs> And it's not our fault. We just want to tell the truth. If it was bad, we would we would you know hone in on it, dude. Our, our 
our biggest views are Picard videos where we're like screaming the whole time because we it but those but that, those are genuine responses to ridiculous nonsense going on on screen, right? <laughs> I think that's funny, man. I think that's real funny. Like <laughs> podcast tepid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we try to be interesting, and I think we talk about interesting subjects, but, you know, we're definitely not making people angry, and I don't think we're making people super happy, and those are the things you need to do to get a bunch of subscribers on YouTube, and we're just not, we're not there. So we're going to continue doing what we do, and it doesn't matter how many subscribers we get, because the important thing is that we have a platform to communicate, and you guys still care about what we're saying. You know, what's funny is Robert Meyer Burnett is, um, actually has less a lot less he's like he only he has like less like half the subscribers we do but he's been that like that very honest gen, genuine voice for a very very long time yeah so, and he's you know he, he tells like it is and it's not that we're picking sides here it's that you know i just think it was an un- improper attack he attacked him yeah it was so yeah it was so weird and yeah it was attacked him for for views, I don't know. He attacked him. It was unnecessary, bro. Yeah, unnecessary. Imagine hearing Doomcock video in his robot voice. The latest episode of Star Trek: Stranger Worlds. It was completely average, and I have no real. Pro- <laughs> I mean, I get it. No, you're right. Wait, 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 wait. Can I do that? Wait, I want to do that. Right? He boxed himself in, guys. No, you're right. He did. He what else did he do? <laughs> the latest episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds was completely average and I have no really opinions about it. Although I do like the ship design, perhaps, maybe, it can have better music. That is all. Thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> you know, you're right. I'm not going to watch that either. You don't, never mind, Doom Talk. Go ahead. Just keep playing it. Just, just keep keep being, I'm not going to watch that. Keep being you're the right. heel, bro, because I'm watching you. I'm watching that. So. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to watch that. You're right. So Stay maybe chill, my friends. <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to just let him do his hate thing. Because he always, he always says, he always says stay angry, right? Stay angry, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's Take so it funny. all back. Just keep doing what you're doing. We need, to, we need to have a version of Doomcock where he's like really relaxed and chill, but using the same stick. You know? you, Hello, you, don't this call, is... you don't call him Doomcock. You call him like Mechock or like... <laughs> Like uh, Luke Cock or something, like lukewarm or something. Like, oh, what what is it for for uh, for right in the middle, mid cock, oh, oh, mid, yeah, like yeah. like, like the mid or whatever, yeah, yeah, like very average, yeah, 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 average cock. It all sounds dirty when you look. It about does, it. bro. It does. Let's keep going, man. I got family waiting for me here. All right, same here. Okay. Well, let's talk about some Quark. Hold up. We're talking about Quark. Yes, that Quark. The Quark. The 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 owner of... What's the name? It was Quark's Bar in DS9. The <laughs> arbiter of finance and the laws of acquisition. The man, the myth, the legend, Quark. The bringer it's, of latinum. It's called quarks. Oh, it's called quarks. I forgot. My bad. Um, yes, that quark. He has said that he would absolutely play quark again, but with some conditions. Shane, yeah. 
Tell me what you think about this. Yeah, Armin, topic. Armin Shimmerman, who, you know, he even looks like Quark outside of the makeup. You know, it's he like does. you look yes, at him like, years, That's yeah. Quark. like when you look at Worf, you're like, or like Michael Dorn, you're like, uh, maybe, right? But you look at this guy, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. They, they base that. Ma- I bet they gave the ears of the Ferengi based on, like, oh, okay, look at Armin. Okay. You know, we'll make Ferengi's look like this. Yeah, Armin looks like if Quark cosplayed as a human. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. That's fantastic. <laughs> Listen, we love he's the, he's the best Ferengi, of course, obviously. Yeah. Um, and we love him, but it's kind of funny because here's the thing about Armin: uh, he don't want to be in makeup no more. Yeah. And this lot. article goes deep into the fact that he would not do Quark again over like seven seasons. But if you back the dump truck up to him, he'd come on for Picard season three. Of course. He said, but he's got to get paid as much as, uh, as Worf, as Michael Dorn gets. That's what he says here. You know what that tells me? That tells me that Michael Dorn got a fat check. That's what I was going to go to. That's awesome. That's awesome, bro. Maybe we even get Michael Dorn outside of Picard. Maybe you could, maybe you could, but here's the thing is, here's what I'm thinking. Maybe Michael Dorn's like, I don't need to do any more Star Trek. I'm good. And they're like, look, we really need you to come back for TNG because the fans need, you know, the fans want to see what happened to Warp. He's like, I don't want to sit through all that makeup. Right. And then they're like, yeah, here's several million dollars. <laughs> okay. I'm coming back. He's like, okay, so, what, um, do I need to bring a sword? I have my own sword. <laughs> do, do I, what do we, what do we need to um, so Armin said here, he was asked uh, that he did have a few caveats. And we talked a little bit. He says, yes, I would, I would happily do it. I would do a series regular again, but I would not undergo that makeup for another seven years. I can't live that long. <laughs> uh, but for a guest star or to do what they're going to do on Picard with some of the characters coming back, yeah, I'd do that. But they'd have to pay me like they pay Michael Dorn. Um, the thing is, him and Michael are really good friends. Um, oh, I love this. At a convention right before COVID, someone paid me a ton of money yes. to get dressed up as Quark one more time. And I would do I would I would only do it do it if it was with my makeup artist, Karen Westfield, who was with me for a whole seven years, and they paid for Karen to come out to England. And when I put it on, Ira, the executive producer, was there, and they were all amazed because it was a good 20 years after I finished the show, and when I got in the makeup, it was like a time machine. I looked like Quark. Isn't that crazy? I want to know who who gave him... Because look at... There's not just Quark, but look at... It's, it's the other... It's the actress, too. Like, someone yeah. paid a ridiculous amount of money to, like, make this happen. I want to know that person. I want to be that person's friend. There's a lot of rich people out there, bro, that have Apparently. way too much money. Apparently. Way too much money. That's yeah. awesome. And it's obviously in England. So <laughs> somebody over there, maybe it was somebody at the, uh, somebody at uh, the Queen of the Queens people. That's cool. One of the royalties. Yeah, maybe. He also goes on to say, uh, talk about his relationship with Michael Dorn. You know, I didn't know this. Did you know that they were like good friends? Uh, no, I mean, I didn't actually know that, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Um, he said, all of them are friends, but Michael is one of my closest friends. That's, that is sort of outstanding to me. I didn't, I don't, like, I didn't even know. I know they worked together, but not for as long as Dorn worked with everyone else, right? 
I mean, he did actually. Remember, he was on DS9 with Worf. Yeah. Yeah. But so he did. Yeah. They were also hardly ever together in scenes. Like, well. Anyways, I see Michael on a regular basis. That's cool. What Michael has done with Worf is truly phenomenal and is a great credit to him and to others that wrote Worf for what they've done. I love Michael. However, Michael, God bless him, has a problem memorizing lines. So what, oh, so what usually happens in TV is when they're moving on as quickly as they can, which is slow for TV. I'm not going to read it. He goes on to say that Michael, like they would do like like do like do three takes with them normally where like they do like a close take and a long take and like an extra take just in case. But with Michael, it was like 25 takes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's saying, I was done with that scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said, I love Michael. But he's truly one of my closest friends. He's the kindest, most sympathetic, funny man I know. Really a charmer. You will be surprised if you haven't seen him lately. He doesn't look like Worf anymore. I support, suppose you will see him on Picard, but Michael's lost a ton of weight. And that, uh, but he said to me, to me, to me, one of his closest friends, to him, Michael. I think I can take you now. <laughs> oh, I think All so, right. Yeah. So I love this too. It's funny because he actually gave us way more information about Worf. I know. First off, he got paid a bunch of money. Great. But the fact that he lost a bunch of weight and got in shape for this role, mm-hmm. dude, that is amazing. Well, I don't know if he got in shape for this role. Oh. That's not what he's saying here. He's saying he's a smaller man than he used to be. He's not saying he got in shape, but he's saying, I think I can take you. Have you seen Armin? He's well, tiny. Well, because it was because he, no, but, but remember Michael Darwin was putting weight on. I just don't, I don't think that's what this means. Oh, I see what I, what he I read. Not, he doesn't look like Worf anymore is what he said. Oh, what I read into it was that he lost, Michael's lost a lot of weight. It says here, he doesn't look like Worf anymore. So I suppose you will see him on Picard. I suppose you'll see him on Picard. But Michael's lost a lot of weight. He's saying he don't look like Worf no more. So he's mm-hmm. not—he's not big, buff, and muscular. He's thin, is what he's saying. Interesting. So I don't think he got in. I mean, Michael Dorn's getting up there, bro. You know, he was—he was also getting pretty hefty. Interesting. I mean, he's almost seventy. Is he almost seventy? Yeah. Damn, bro, those genetics are strong. He does not look like he's 70. I know, I know. And he does look thin, man, if you look at images of him. Really? He looks thin, yeah. Hmm. He's looking pretty thin. But he looked pretty thin. I don't know. It's hard to tell because you you don't ever get a shot of him, like, standing up far away. He does look pretty thin. Listen, we need the face of Worf. They'll make the rest work. Terry will shoot it in a way that we won't notice it. Yeah, I got to tell you. um, Need the voice. I'm I'm hoping that this season is everything that it's being shaped up to be because, like I I want to see like a Starfleet shipyard series with Levar Burton, um and his family who was apparently like three of his family members are in that in some in some place or form. I don't know if it'll make it. I don't know if that would make it. But I hear what you're saying. Like I want to see. Conti- not- I just want to see a continuation of the story. I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. keep going back, back to back in time, bro. I mean, I could see Lavar being in other shows, but um, but if you're going to have a spinoff here of of Picard, I mean, it's it's a tough one, man. Maybe Picard's kid. You know, maybe his son. Yeah, uh, there's so many people that think that that we're wrong on that. By the way, 
We're 100 right. Go watch the video. Watch the video on Podcast yeah. Prime channel, and just when you watch it, think these guys are 100 percent right because we are 100 percent right. Yeah, right. yeah. That's it. We know we are. Like so, we, it's not yes. We we've, we've given you all the information we can give you. Yeah, I'm tired of all the people saying these guys don't know what they're talking about. These guys are guessing. These guys are just clickbaiting for clicks. No, we're not. No, it's, we've yeah. literally never done that. We have never used clickbait. We don't never done. I I literally have fought for like two years to not put arrows in our thumbnails, only because I didn't even want to appear to be clickbait. They forced us to put an arrow. Yeah, they forced us to use an arrow for the first time in two years. We we are <laughs> the opposite of clickbait. If anything, maybe we should be more clickbait. Shoot, maybe probably get more views. We we are too pointed. We're like, this is what the video is. Maybe we need to right. be a little more like mysterious or something, bro. Because like, we're not. You watch the video. If if you actually watch the whole video, you're like, oh okay, yeah, they're right. But the problem is. Someone's watching three minutes and they're going, clickbait, clickbait. Like, what are you talking? Gotta watch the whole thing. Anyways, you will see, won't you? Okay. I don't know how many bets. I've made so many bets now that, like, by the time Picard comes out, I'm going to own a bar somewhere. (laughs) Quark's bar. I'm going to own Quark's bar. Um, I can't wait for the show to come out and Terry to actually, like, uh, answer us because everyone's like he'll like a post. Terry Mattel will like a post and all that, and that's really nice. That's awesome. But like, I know that he really wants to be like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he desperately wants to start getting keys, bro. <laughs> well, let me tell you. So well, something else we learned from this article mm-hmm. is that Quark will not be in Picard season three, right? Because he basically just says it. <laughs> So in order to play him again, they need to back up the, the, you know, they need to pay me what they pay Michael Dorn, which he's talking in the past, in the past tense. So either he's lying hardcore here or I have a, I have a hard time believing that Armin wouldn't have taken the opportunity to be on the show, but you would need to have been proper. The story is going to need to include Quark in some reasonable way because Terry has talked about, we're going to see some characters that we, you know, that are going to make us go. Yeah, cool. We see these characters again. But yeah, and we we know a couple of those. We know a couple of but, those, but not this one. But not not. But yeah, we are we are nothing about Quark. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, let us know what you guys think in the comment section below. On the way to the comment section, to let Shane know that he's wrong and Picard doesn't have a son. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button and the like button too. All I can say is bounce, go bounce, bounce. It's all I'm gonna say. Bounce, yeah, yeah, that's 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 legitimately driving me crazy though. It's like every other tweet. It's like, oh, you guys are just click views. Yeah, Reddit is like a cesspool Reddit of people is a... who don't want to be angry. Wait, what's that term? That that Star Wars term about Tatooine? <laughs> oh, a, a hive of uh, of scum uh, and villainy. Yeah, Reddit, Reddit is like a hive of scum and villainy. Yeah, yeah, it's They're just so mean there. Yeah, so mean. Reddit is the worst. Reddit is the Reddit, Reddit is all the worst of mankind. They're mean there. I, I and I I have a feeling that I don't know what it is. They're just mean, mean people. It's yeah. like four chan escaped, bro. That's what it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 4chan Reddit is escaped. like yeah. Reddit's like four chan ex- uh, uh, 
uh, finally, it's like 4chan is finally doing their taxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yes. Than Reddit admin mon- moderators. Okay. Adios. <laughs> hit, hit this comment section and let us know what you guys think. Later. All right, oh, anyway. that was still going on. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> was still going? Yeah, we were still going. I forgot <laughs> I to hit stop. I'm like, dang, all right. We just pissed off, pissed off 90% of Reddit. I don't care. I know. We're like, they're already mean to me anyways. Um, tepid cock. That's what, that, that's what the doom cock should be, tepid cock. That's, that's definitely a, 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 a corn star name. Yeah, tepid cock. <laughs> Michael and Armin were most likely stuck getting, oh, yeah, they had probably had to do their makeup together. That's how they got close. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Last and certainly not least, this is going to be the saltiest of topics, my friends. Mm. We are talking about Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. And apparently a couple, a few critics have seen it and they have said it is the next coming of Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's not what they it said. is the greatest yeah. visual masterpiece we have ever seen in the history of cinema. It is the sequel to Avatar that we that we needed. <laughs> it is it is both Avatar 3, 4 and 5 all plus Endgame. Yes. Plus Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, what's going on here, bro? Look, here's the deal. I still haven't seen a trailer a Lord of the Rings uh, Rings of Power trailer. Uh, that have remotely stirred my loins in any way. I gotta be, I gotta be honest. Like I, when I saw the House of Dragons, Game of Dragons, Thrones, whatever trailer, like this is what happened, right? I was like, and a little jump, like oh, oh I like that. I felt something. Um, I have not watched a single lick of Rings of Power, anything that have given me any feeling at all past apathy so you tell yeah, me shane i'll tell you why, I'll tell what, you why. what am i wrong about here what's going on well there's nothing in the trailer it's not that you're wrong there's just nothing in the trailer that they discuss or show that's remotely interesting they're in what they're doing in the trailers right now is they're doing member berries so they're trying to take Lord of the Rings fans or the Hobbit fans, and they're trying to show them little things that they might remember. The Harfoots here in this image or Galadriel, or they, they're trying to show like, oh, is that Sauron? What's going on? They're trying to show things that'll get their juices going, but they're not showing anything that that's spicy. Right. right? They're not showing anything that's going to move your blood in your veins yet because it's all very topical. Uh, so here's my thought process on it. The, the Rings of Power might be a complete and utter crap show. Right. It could be. It could be the worst thing ever made. Yeah, it could Let be. Let me tell you what the reality is. None of us know. Yeah. None of us know. Yeah. We haven't seen it yet. The, listen, I'll believe it when I see it. Okay, Thank I'm taking you. the word. Thank the you, rock. Gary. I'll believe it when I see it. Okay, I know that everybody else is saying it's crap, and there are people who know a lot about Lord of the Rings who say they've seen it saying that it's going to be garbage and it's possible because here's the thing. There is no, there was a video that came out that drove me a little bit batty and it was basically that 
J.R.R. Tolkien would have never wrote this. I'm like, you're right. J.R.R. Tolkien, he didn't write this. In fact, outside of his two main stories and some background that's the Silmarillion, he didn't write it. Yeah. Okay. He didn't write any more stories. Yeah. You know what? It drives me nuts when I see like a YouTuber with a significant subscriber base and significant views and they're, and they're completely like off the rocker saying things that are outside of the realm of anything important whatsoever because a lot of people right there got really confused. You know, right? Yes. Tolkien didn't write this. This is not even technically. This is not part of anything he's that, that was that that's that was written before. This is completely no. brand new stuff. It's it's there's ideas, there are topics like the whole, you know, Sauron coming to power, things like that. Yes. But like they're taking these and I don't know, maybe they're right, but they're saying things like, Well, Galadriel, she she wouldn't act that way. Well, guys, it's like thousand years before the Galadriel we see in the Lord of the Rings. So yes. it's like Maybe she's different now. If they turn her into like, if they turn her into like the, the the conqueror of Middle Earth, and yeah, you're right. Okay, that's Gladriel wouldn't be that. But if she's a little more angry or a little more emotional than the one that's much much older, then then change can occur within a person. Yeah. So we need to wait and see what that looks like before we say that it's a complete and utter shit show. And I, I'll take let me, let me take uh, some hits here. I said. When then we when we saw the trailers for Strange New Worlds, basing my opinion on my uh, what we saw for Spock and Discovery, I said I remember saying, uh, Spock wouldn't be emotional like that. Doesn't matter. Sexy Spock with his smiling right. doesn't work for Spock." Blah blah. blah. And you said, uh, "You know, hold up. It's a much younger version of Spock, and we haven't seen it yet." You were reasonable. Right. We watched it, and guess what? Best Spock I've seen since Nimoy. So I don't know what what do you you want. That's a good point. You know, and and Kenneth makes a good point here. The trailer is supposed to make you interested in the show. Yes, Ken, 100%. They have failed in the trailers. They're showing us window dressing to get us excited, but you're right. It's not working. It's not enough. So, but we don't know. It's like you also said here that he did some history, which they aren't following. That's what we're hearing. But I want to see it with my own eyes before I believe what anybody else is saying out there. Okay. I want to see it with my own eyes. All right. When it happens and it comes out and they're like, oh, J.R.R. Tolkien said, you know, uh, this was going to happen. And then they just totally take it a different direction. Then I'll be the first one to drive a stake in the heart of Rings of Power. Well, yeah. But well, I need that to happen first before I'm going to blow it up. There's one and thing, I just though. Think that everybody else should do the same thing. There's one thing. I do believe that the dwarven king, queen uh, needs to have a beard. 100% she needs to have a beard, bro. Yeah, I mean, they did have beards. They should they should follow that. I mean, there are going to be things to criticize, 100%. You know, um, I don't know if you want to go as far as saying they got female orcs. Well, we didn't. I mean, you know, some people are upset because they have female orcs. It's like, well, I mean, who cares? Well, you know, how, orcs, how, do they, how, how are the orcs made? Uh, the orcs are made through, like, dark magic and, like, coming up out of the ground and oh, stuff like so that. So there shouldn't be female orcs then. So the thing is, is like, they're going to have female orcs. So it's like, you got to like pick your battles on certain things. Like that's not something, you know, that they're going to do now. If they do this thing where, where they kind of like do this, like trans thing with Sauron 
or this trans thing with Galadriel, what they could do, they could do something weird like that, then people are just going to lose their mind and yeah. be terribly upset. But what we're hearing right now, and not that we can believe the media, because we don't believe the media, but what is coming out is that things like this. The Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, instantly captured my imagination with captivating stories and characters in a Middle Earth that's both familiar and new. The story setup is so dense. However, the pacing in episodes one and two is rather slow. It definitely leaves you wanting more. A warning. Burr, burr, burr. Okay. This person just gave a glowing review. Blue checkmark person, Jermaine Lucier. But he said something that was not good. The pacing in episodes one and two is rather slow. That's not good. That's, you know, that's like covering poop with chocolate here. Right, you do not want a show to start out super slow the first two episodes. Yeah, espe- listen, especially fantasy. For the love right. of God, like there, there. I don't think there's anything worse than fantasy stories that are slow and labor labored. I, it's 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 already a hard thing to like, just, you know, wrap around, wrap your head around making it hard to follow because it's so slow and laborsome is not good for any fantasy, especially fantasy. Look, a legal okay. drama is supposed to be slow, not right, fantasy. Right. Well, it's so interesting. So James Whitbrook here, who's blue check mark dude, girl, whoever it is. Yeah, we need a blue uh, check I've seen mark. the first two episodes. What's that? We need a blue check mark. Yeah, I agree. Make it happen, man. Wait, Matt, make it happen. How do we do that? <laughs> James Whitbrook. I'll, I'll, I'll call I've, Elon. All right. To let Elon know we need a blue check. Yeah. Um, I've seen the first two episodes of Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, and it's dot, dot, dot. Interesting. Uh, um, a lot of setup, a lot of disparate, disparate stories, separation, and characters to flip between. Promising, though. Oh, and it genuinely looks incredible. You believe that this is the most expensive TV show around. So that's what they're showing us in, in the in the trailers. It's beautiful. Look at the world we're in. It's right. New Zealand. Is right. it New Zealand, Middle Earth? Right? And But what is he saying here? Read between the lines. Uh, a lot of setup. It's interesting. Uh, th- there's like this weird... It's like, slow. He's saying it's slow, too. He's saying it's slow, right? Now, listen. I'm not telling you that Lord of the Rings is bad because of what this guy just said. We're going to have to wait and see the first episode. Then together we'll decide whether it's bad or not. Okay. But this is not promising. Let's look at the next one. Carly Lane Perry. The Rings of Power is definitely a promising return to Middle Earth based on the first episodes, stunning visuals, compelling characters, and a magnetic lead in Morphid Clark's Galadriel who refuses to surrender the widely held belief that Sauron is defeated. Can't wait for more. Okay. Well, we'll have to see what that means. It didn't really indicate anything bad there, but yeah, by the way, that sounds like this person is also a fan of this actor actress. And let me tell you, when you're a fan of an, of an actor, uh, it's a lot more forgiving. You're a lot more forgiving because I'm actually not a fan of this actress. Everything I've ever seen seen her in is slow and boring. And so when I first saw her her face on here, I was like, ugh, here we go. Mm. So, okay. So Perry Perry Nemiroff, 
uh, blue check mark. Two episodes of the Rings of Power in, and so far so good. The production value is pretty remarkable. One breathtaking visual after the next, and the level of detail in the costume and production design is something else. As for the story characters, dot, dot, dot. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be a good or a bad thing, or they. I can't say anything. Yeah, so far, even even these positive reviews are basically saying that, that the world looks great, but it's slow. Saying watch it on the biggest screen you can. So something else you guys need to know is Rings of Power is going to come out in the theater. Uh, if it's, I think it's, I don't know, in select theaters. Let's take a look here. Rings of Power Theater. Theater screenings. This guy, this guy's Twitter handle is Tolkien Professor. <laughs> I know, I know. And what, what does he say here? I have, read, read I have seen says. the, I, I'll read this one. I have seen the first two episodes of Hashtag Rings of Power. And I can't say much yet. But I will say this, I really enjoyed them, and I'm very much looking forward to talking about this show for the next five years at least. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get that opportunity, dude. (laughs) I mean, listen, for a guy whose online identity is token professor, I think he really wants it to be great. It's I want it to be great. I want it to be great. Right, I but think, think about this. From a business perspective, if this guy's an influencer that's based almost entirely on Tolkien stuff... Oh, it better be great. It's good for him if Tolkien is in, is, is in the zeitgeist, right? That's true, yeah. That's true. Gregory Elwood said, Good news. At film uh, directs the hell out of the first two episodes of The Lord of the Rings. Watch it. On the biggest screen you can. The whole series looks like a big win for Prime Video. Yeah. So, hmm. did we ever figure out how much money they have to make for this to be a win? Well, they spent a billion dollars at least. So, they got to at least make a billion and one, I guess, to get their money back. Right. And they got two seasons, and the, they got two seasons for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. It's really hard to say. Okay, so Amazon Prime is uh, fifteen bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Um, or if, if you have, oh, how many subscribers do they? Well, I mean, they got to be subscribed. I mean, it's well with yeah, government ass- government assistance, you can get Prime for seven bucks a month. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, here's the thing: it's got to pay for multiple things, and not just that one show. So you're going to need not just enough subscribers to pay. You know, you can't have enough Prime users just to pay for that one show. It's got to pay for other stuff they're paying for that month or whatever, you know. So you need a lot more. I would say triple whatever that number is at least. Okay. All right. So let's 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 add it up. Okay. So this is a weird number. You can't search on Cinemark's page and that's really frustrating um so this is so weird so in order to break even Mm -hmm. they will need 666 million 666 new subscribers a lot of sixes 
It's all sixes except for the very last digit, which is a seven. And you base it on like three billion bucks? Yeah. Yeah. What how how did it how is it? It's literally six 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 seven. It's yeah, well it must be an evenly repeating number. Three divided by whatever that number is. So apparently you're gonna need six hundred and sixty six million new subscribers. Okay. Um, to make your money back, or subscribers that continue subscribing because of that show. Well, I'm not going to leave. Uh, I'm not going to leave Prime Video because I want to watch Lord of the Rings. That counts, right? I mean, I don't the even. Boys have, is over. It's the I'm weirdest watch... thing is I don't even have Amazon Prime for Prime Video. It's for shipping. Yeah, yeah, you got it for shipping. Like. Like the Prime Video is a nice is a nice bonus, but I don't really care. Yeah, no, this is like a this is like a huge risk. Like, Am- they have plenty of money; they can totally blow this thing, and Amazon's going to be fine. You know, they're they're really just incredibly huge. So, other parts of Amazon can cover the loss on this. Okay, but this is a huge swing, bro. Yeah, they're never going to make their money. They uh, Amazon Prime as of 2022 uh, has 156 million subscribers with a projected 163 subscribers next year and a projected 106. Basically um, the projection for like 10 years from now is 208 million subscribers. Right. But you got to remember this is a worldwide thing. So they're releasing worldwide all at the same time. Rings of power. So they're hoping that you got to remember Amazon is in a lot of places. You got Amazon UK, you got Amazon Africa, you got Amazon, you got Amazon everywhere. So uh, they're hoping that they bring subscribers in from all over the globe, you know, and however many people that we have on the planet. I mean, mean, it says it says 150. They have 157 million Amazon Prime users. That's not the whole world. That's an Amazon. Yeah, that's the whole world. That's not Amazon. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Well, I mean, Disney Plus has 145 million. But I'm just talking about Amazon's been around for 10 years. You tell me you're not a Prime. You don't have Prime for free shipping, and you're buying stuff off Amazon. There's, you're talking about less than, less than 30 percent of the, of of America is using Amazon Prime. That's not possible. I mean, that makes sense actually. My roommate refuses to get Amazon Prime, and when she wants something fast, she asks me to buy it for her. Yeah, but she's like your kid living in your house. You know, households. How many households are there in the United States? You know, it's like... Here we go. I searched up. How many? There's 123 million households in the United States. So maybe that's possible. How many subscribers? 100, 100 and... Uh, I just... Killed, I just 36, my, I think. 100... I just well, if half... If half of all American households are not subscribed to, I'll be shocked. 100, 100, 100, basically 160 million. Okay. So if half, if you, if you don't have at least, you know, half of this, 60 to 70 million households subscribed, one person. And a lot of households have two. I don't know why they do, but they do. Um, oh, but and then you figure the rest of the planet. They, they don't know that you can share. That. So it, what it is, it's a husband doesn't want his wife to see his purchases. 
Uh, or vice versa. Or vice versa. And they don't know that you can share your account with another user in your house that lives with you because uh, it's a complicated process. Because I used to be that guy. I'm like, I don't want my wife seeing everything I buy. And then I was like, oh, well, I can actually add her as an authorized, her account as an authorized Prime user because we share an address and it worked out. Oh, I see. Well, check out this BS, dude. So the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power is sold out at every theater remotely located close enough for me to go watch it. Yet tickets were not supposed to go on sale until, oh, my bad. No, it went on sale August 22nd. So they're all sold out for me. They're gonna. There's three theaters and they're all sold out for that night. Uh, it's a what, Cinemark. Oh, Cinemark. Oh, I, I have Cinemark here. Right. So some Cinemarks are offering screens. I got three within a, oh. within my zone here. I'm Cinemark Platinum. So let's check it out. Yeah, so if you go you know, in there... you. By the way, you know how you get Cinemark Platinum, everyone? You spend so much money that they feel sorry for you. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, there you go. Here's my Cinemark Platinum. Let's see. Got a... You got your points there? Look at that. Yep, I spend these points all the time. See, I only have one credit right in, now. Type in Rings of Power. See you find it. I couldn't find it when I searched it. I had to, like, go to a special page. No, it's not there. When does it come out, bro? It comes out. Uh, well, it's going to be on. The, it's going to be one night on the thirty first. I'm going to send you a link real quick if you can get to it. Go ahead and try to open that up. One night, it's the thirty first, and they're going to because the show comes out on the first of September, right? So the thirty first at seven p.m. You can watch a screening of of Rings of Power. Oh, it's a free screening. It is a free screening for you because you got to be a certain level member oh it wasn't a movie rewards member it wasn't a free screening for you i am not a movie rewards member Uh, uh, uh. don't feel bad i've spent too much money let me let me claim tickets i don't go to cinema um so you got a bunch of them yeah they're all blocked out though sold out sold out sold out yeah so all yours are sold out too you so you have, you have three, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and they're all sold out. Yep. Okay, so guys, I don't know if you've ever been to a Cinemark Theater, but these are big theaters. These are XD. Yep. These are not small theaters. These are as big as theaters normally get. That means that there are nine theaters with, what is the average in there? I think it's like a 80 to 100 seats. I mean that's a oh, lot more than that. No, right? Maybe. I don't is it is it more than that? I would say. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I can look it up. It's all right. I mean, the point is, is that I don't know. What the point is, the point is, is that there's going to be a lot of people watching the first episodes or first two episodes of of Rings of Power, and what's going to happen is, is they're going to watch these first two episodes, and then they're going to decide whether or not to watch on Prime for episode three. And everybody's going to show up because it's Lord of the Rings. But that don't mean everybody's going to show up for episode three. Because one and two better be good in order to show up for three. And what we're hearing so far is it's slow. And I don't know. Let me tell you what. House of the Dragon. Oh, Oh, there's 168 seats. All right. Um, And that's because they have the big seats. These aren't the small ones. 
That's a, that's a lot, actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're not. They're not gonna. If if the first two are slow and boring, like they're not coming back. Mm. Look, look, we 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 discussed this many times. There is too much to watch for you to waste your time on bullcrap that's not interesting to you. Hundred percent true. There's too much. They've outdone themselves. No more cruddy content. Yeah, in the past when there were like three channels, you watched whatever they whatever they you you got whatever dribble they decided to to throw your way. That's right. Now there's too there's too much content. Look, one I can le- I can legitimately have one streaming service, Peacock, and be ha- and have all the content I would ever need for the rest of my life. You know, that's fair. As an average person, because they have so much stuff. Um, so we are so spoiled. And if the first two, and you are a super Tolkien fan, if the first two, if we weren't reviewing it, and the first two mm-hmm. episodes were boring and slow. Would you dedicate your entire? No. I would not. No, you wouldn't. I love, I love Lord of the Rings. I love The Hobbit. I love J.R.R. Tolkien. If the first two episodes are not good, I'm not going to watch it. If it's not any good for our, for us, we're not going to keep covering it. Right. You know. So if it's garbage, then we're going to announce it as garbage and wipe our hands with it, and we'll be gone. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to sit there and just rage review everything every single week. I no. mean, it might be good I reviews, mean, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I if let me tell you what. If it oh, no, I'll take this back. If it hits a nerve with me, like if it's boring, that's one thing. Okay, but if it hits a nerve and now I get mad at what they're doing, like let's yeah. say they actually like defile yeah. Tolkien in some way, yeah. yeah, we'll be here. Yeah, we'll that's here. that's what they did with Discovery. Like Discovery, what, yeah. at first it was just boring and and bad, and then it yeah. made me it it like hit a nerve where I was like pissed. Yeah, now to it's the, time to talk to the point that. of comedy. I'm like, oh my god, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Yeah. So it'll, it depends on what happens. If it's boring, you know, if it's great, we'll keep, we'll keep covering it. And if it's, you know, dragging J.R.R. Tolkien's legacy through the mud, we'll also be here. So. All right. Uh, that said, my friends, we are out of here. Let me, let me hit that comment section and let us know what you guys think. Are you excited for Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power? Um, are you one of those ticket holders? Did you happen to get one of those Cinemark tickets? You watch it in theater. Let us know in the comment section below. And on the way down there, please hit that subscribe button, the like button, because so many of you are not subscribers. That said, Shane, got anything? That's it. That's all I got. Well, for our guys back here, just real quick, I'm getting ready to go with the family, but I wanted to identify a couple things. Ken and Art Mage said these tickets are free for everybody. I, I probably agree with you. I didn't look into it deep enough. So, yes, that's probably true. Um, and one more I wanted to say, well, that's interesting. Look at that. It wasn't Sauron. It was his predecessor. Oh, I need to look into that. I thought this was going to be about Sauron. If that's not the case, that'll be interesting. But anyways, that's it. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Thank you guys. Love you guys all. Thank you for supporting us. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with some clips. And of course the Saturday show is always going to be fun and go watch the Orville video if you haven't seen it. And you know, Share out that renew the Orville link. Share the, share the, freaking petition. Let's, you know, we love the Orville. Just because we're pessimistic about it maybe returning doesn't mean we don't. Doesn't mean that doesn't sadden us. So, hundred percent. Thank you guys. Happy birthday, Shane. Thank, Thank you, you, my friends. And we'll see you guys in a couple days. Adios. See you soon. <laughs>